0: what's going on everybody this is julian lytle and this is another episode of ignorant bliss happy black history month since this is recorded in 2017 of trump's america and this guest on this episode is karama horn also known as the blur girl um we cover a bunch of topics comics being creator being a black creator uh creative people in the workspace uh diversity race in comics uh dope anime uh rap music like 90s era versus now R&B whole bunch of stuff um Hope you enjoy the episode. You should follow the blur girl stuff, she's the blur girl on all social media. Um, she also has a YouTube channel. Check out all the stuff, all the posts she writes, all the videos. And if you like this show, please share it, review it. Um, you can follow me, Julian Lytle, LYTLE, on all. Types of social media. This show is also on the Taylor Network of podcasts, also on Blog Talk Radio. Please click the link, and I well, I shouldn't say click the link. Read the show notes. Read the post. All the is in there. our playlist for this for the season. Everything. All the links. The music I use in this. All the stuff. And with that, I bid you adieu. Enjoy the talk. Peace. If I ever took a loss, I learned a lesson. I won't ever think I'm better than the
1: next. I've been down before to come
0: up Baby, I'm too busy Counting all these blessings Yeah, yeah yes. Canada, 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 Canada.
2: Like, like, so,
1: yeah,
2: I like the Like, I am that person that will go to, like, the I would rather go to, like, the uh, If I'm in, like, a Korean market or a Japanese market I'll go buy, like, their version of a chocolate bar because <laughs> I just get a kick
3: out of that Also because it's my, um My mother's not from this country, so um, she's from Bermuda. So when when I go to Bermuda, all of the candy and stuff like that is—it's not just that—it's—it's—it tastes different because they don't put like some of the preservatives in it, and also it's marketed differently. So it's just—it's just really funny. One of the biggest jokes for me is um, up here, you know, the Ferrero Rocher, those little gold-covered, like
4: yeah, 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 I mean. Yeah,
3: they, I mean, they taste really good. It's just really, like, sort of chocolate-covered hazelnut. And the, the center has, like, a gooey hazelnut um caramel thing going on. And up here, you could get them. You know, you see them on the
2: aisle, and, you know, at, like, Target for, like, those little things for, like, packs for, like, a dollar. But in Bermuda, they're incredibly expensive. They're, like... It's like twenty bucks for like
3: for like nine of them. So my mother would always get like a whole bunch and like have them around the house, and the family thought we were like so rich. You they just were like, "I'm like, oh, balling." right because it's just oh yeah, that's, we have more in the pantry. It was hysterical. I mean, we got so many. You know, we
5: live yeah. in so lush.
0: There's
3: this. some in there too. I completely forgot. Like it's
5: <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh they were just oh did you just trip over a box? Oh I'm sorry. Just this, this, oh these candies. I'm sorry. <laughs> take as many as you want. We have so <laughs> many. <laughs> that's absurd. <laughs> of all the things that cost a lot of money. I know.
3: And that's that's what's strange when in, in the islands, they import, like, milk is expensive. Like, uh, they, with a lot of the islands that they did is they took away a lot of the trade. And so a lot of basic things that we take for granted up here are insanely expensive, in the islands um so it's very strange to to foreigners i guess when they when they go down like i don't understand it's like well (laughs) there's nothing made here everything (laughs) has to get on a boat (laughs) Uh,
5: that's sad it is so should i call you uh karama during this or 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 blur girl (laughs)
3: <laughs> well it's carama actually Nobody I'm can sorry
5: I messed, messed your name okay, up
3: okay it's fine it's fine you can whatever comes to mind is fine just like don't just don't call me something right I was on somebody's podcast and they called me like so Michelle I was like yeah that's not anywhere near my name but thanks oh, dang.
5: <laughs> cause like for so long I just knew you by your handle yeah so which is till like I friended you on, on the Facebook that I knew like yeah. oh that's your government okay all right.
4: And what's really funny
3: is there's there's other people in, like, the blurtosphere that are Kara. Ka- in fact, there is somebody on Twitter who's following me. Who, she's great. And her name is Kamara. And I was like, are you joking? And she's like, no, that's my name. I thought you were, like, funning me when I saw your name. <laughs> So, yeah, no, they, it's so it's easier many times to just tell people, yeah, the blur girl is fine, but whatever you want. Being that I'm basically the only person talking to you today on the podcast, yeah. <laughs> it should be – I should be easy to identify. <laughs> True, because
5: that's, that's how my podcast rolls. I ain't trying to have no big groups.
4: Right.
5: That's too much.
4: That's mm-hmm. too much. But I like your podcast. I really do.
3: Um, I, In fact, I first heard you – Talking to Sean Pryor, like I feel like it was two, three years ago, two years ago.
5: Was it on awesome. my podcast?
3: Um, I feel like you were on each other's.
5: We were because there's many of episodes me on his podcast yeah. talking about R and B music. There's, there's yeah. like hours.
3: Yeah, I you guys were you I definitely remember conversations about R and B. So you were on his, and then he was on yours, and it was I feel like it was not long after he did. Or was doing the Kickstarter for Cash and Carry? Yeah, it was around then. Because I was like, you got to a
5: show, we got to build on it.
3: Yeah. And you would, what, what, in fact, I think, I know I quoted you in a blog post on my site. It, it was basically about, like, how to sell, you know, and how to promote yourself on social media and not look like an idiot. Because oh, yeah. if you were a comic book creator, I was like, yes, thank you. This is how it's done.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's because, like, yeah, because we talked about that when we met at uh, AwesomeCon. It's also because I know a lot of women, communication, social media people, all who happen to be black. And, you know, I just listen to what they say.
4: Well, I, you
3: know it's really funny? I had that conversation with somebody very recently. I was like, <laughs> not for nothing, like, black women on a regular get beat up in the comic book world, especially on Facebook. That's why I'm more on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so funny to me because it's most of us that are out in front like, yo, buy this book. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. I, I tell I'm like, you might want to dial that back. Because I can tell you right now, there have been certain people who have decided to get very public about things they don't like about particular women in particular groups. Um, on Facebook and start calling them all kinds of names. And I, I have had conversations with women that have been like, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, no more coverage. Yeah, I'm, I agree. Mm, mm. And it's really – you don't know that's happening. They're like, oh, I haven't heard – nobody's pushing my stuff. It's like, yeah, but you called that girl everything but a child of God.
5: Oh <laughs> And we saw it. We all saw you. That, that's, <laughs> see, that just like that's just like not understanding things. I thought you should – people – I learned that from just real life. Like, I'm not gonna, right.
3: like, like, okay, you in some house, you don't like something with your boys, you don't like somebody. I, but I, as a whole, I think we really need to get out of this. Because um, I'll i tune into podcasts to hear about, like, new. I'm always listening to podcasts or something. And to hear about new artists or stuff that people are working on or whatever. And I'm always annoyed when it's, like, 45 minutes of I hate everybody. Or, you know. I, what black folks need to do is, and it's like, don't tell me. My mother always used to say this don't tell me what's wrong with what I'm doing. Show me what's right with what you're doing. So don't sit up for 45 minutes and tell me what's wrong with everybody else.
5: Mm-hmm. Like, tell
3: me about your stuff. What are you doing?
5: Yeah, yeah. I only do those conversations in one-to-one. Yeah, one to record. one. Yeah, don't Yeah, it's kind of crazy. crazy yeah and people put too much on Facebook I'm, I'm looking and it's like ooh it, like I don't even know why some people are successful but clearly mm, but I don't mm, it, it makes me question a lot of things it's like maybe I'm not right for this comic book game if everybody's so hateful or angry well
3: no I think a lot of the other thing that a lot of people have to do <laughs> and because <clears throat> in addition to the to the blur girl I also do um, social media marketing and coaching on the side and and that's always usually behind the scenes. You, you won't, you will you you won't see me in front going, "Go get this person's stuff." When I'm helping somebody, it's their voice. I'm just sort of standing next to them or behind them. And so, I on a regular basis have to tell people like, "Stop it!"
0: Like they're on
3: Twitter. Like, did you see what they said? I'm like, "How do you know that's not like a 12 year old white boy from Oregon? Get off Twitter. Go back to work. What are
2: you doing? Like, what are you doing?"
3: Um. And the other thing that's really interesting is that people don't understand how to use social media to promote their work. They think it's all personal. And people get very are very surprised, like, with, like, people who, like, know me personally get very surprised. They're like, wait a minute. I didn't know you did that, and I didn't know that, you know, that was your boyfriend, and I didn't know that that's where you lived or whatever. I'm like, yeah, because I don't put all that out there. That's personal. This mm-hmm. is business. Mhm. People don't know how to, you know, separate the two. It's just it's weird. But I and I I wanted to say it was an age thing, but it's not. Cuz I know people who are 50s still making these same mistakes and I'm like, I don't understand.
5: Yeah, it's like why did you nobody should have gave you Facebook. Like why? right ever. Like ever. You messed up. Like who who messed up and said you should go on Facebook. Like, that's not a you know, they do too much. Some, I like, too in
3: general, if you're angry or you're drunk or you're high, turn off everything. Yes. <laughs>
5: I can't, don't I, get on the
4: phone. <laughs> People, don't get on social media.
5: I can't wait till the phones are smart enough and they're like, oh, you had how many shots at the bar? Nah, we're just not going to do that, fam. Like, exactly. seriously, it's like, nah, fam. You no, you know it.
4: how you have, like, the, the, the finger,
3: like, how I can, for my iPhone, I can use, I have, like, um... It can't identify me through my fingerprint now.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It needs to do some type of blood alcohol content thing, where it's like, yeah, no, oh no, 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 that's okay, you're done.
4: You, you can call dream. anyone.
3: They need to do the same thing with cars. Like, does push button technology? If you're drunk, it te- you touch it, it tells you drunk, and this car won't start. I need somebody to do that.
5: Well, you know they got. Well, I know in Maryland they have it. So like, if you it has a if you if you got a D, DUI, like they like, charge it so, like, they'll put something in your car that it won't start until you do the breathalyzer.
4: Oh, that's cool.
5: So, like, that's the tena- the technology exists. It just isn't been standardized and put in everyone's car because, you know, they don't get to all the uh, rights and, like, they're going too yeah. far. But who knows? It's Trump's America. Big business might be able to do whatever they want now. So they'd be like, yo, we're putting this in every car because that's what we want to do. And Trump would be like, it's great. All, all out. You know, it's,
4: it's funny, I,
3: I had kind of ramped up into the same, like, oh, boy, it's going to, you know, we're going <laughs> to, after the initial, you know, reaction to the election and everybody stopped acting like it was going to be the purge election day, <laughs> um, I was like, all right, in reality, what's actually going to happen? We really have not just a dumb president, but he's lazy. So, one, and one of the things that I had said a while ago is that you really need to check out the vice president because they just might just make Trump sit down and all of a sudden get, like, all of a sudden Trump's in a coma and Pence is
5: running the country. Yo, Mike Pence is just so, a G. Like, he's exactly. the scariest G of yeah, all time. He
3: is. He is. <laughs> so, but at the same time, all this stuff costs money and all of it takes work. And I, Trump, I know for a fact, is too lazy to actually execute half the stuff he's threatened to do. Pence, on the other
2: hand.
5: <laughs> yo, my, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan sitting there with yeah. all these things he wanted to pass, sitting on a stack on his desk like, yo, uh-huh. January 23rd is about to get lit. <laughs> about to get everything signed.
3: Yeah, and I mean, it's just, I can tell you one thing. I, one thing that I did, and I'm, I'm a freelancer, so I have to like basically pay for my own health insurance. I definitely, next year, I'm going to get like, Everything checked out. I'm getting like all my physicals, all the stuff. You know, anything I put off is all getting taken care of, because if they they're gonna jack up healthcare, yes. And but it's not gonna be able to happen right away. It's gonna take at least a year to roll out. So we have really until only 2018, basically, is when it's probably gonna start kicking in. So 2017, get in the gym, get your health right,
5: (laughs) It's just
3: together. (laughs)
5: Yo, yeah, see every type of doctor you can, go see the Basically, nutritionist. Every
3: Exactly, the acupuncturist, take, take yoga, take all the
5: Pilates, take all the things.
3: <laughs> because 2018, it's a wrap.
5: Yeah, see, i am kind of. I got my square job, it's just like, yeah, I feel for all my freelancers, all my New York people be like, yo, y'all got that lifestyle, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I wish I had the means, like, I wish I had the means to help everybody out, but it's like, I'm not. I'm not big enough yet, because it's like, that's, you know, because it's going to happen. They're going to change it up, and it's going to screw over so many people. It is, but
3: once again, even though black folks are like, oh, my God, it's going to be awful. um, I don't really. It's going to be what it was, but it's going to be, you know what it is? It's like, it's like after, it's really funny. Everybody's reactions after the Trump election, and I'm, I mean, white people. It was more like, it reminded me of two events. One, nine eleven, when people were like, oh, my God, why do they hate us so much? And we were like, really? hmm You don't know what? <laughs> okay. And it also, and I'm dating myself now, but it also reminded me um, of the OJ verdict. Oh, yes. <gasps> and it was sort of like, were they doing the same thing? They were looking at me like, really? And I remember exactly where I was working and what I was doing when that verdict came down. And I remember everybody looking at me because, of course, I, I, I've worked in um, – TV in post production for like a long time, so I've always been the only one. If I'm not the only, if I'm not the only black person, I'm definitely the only black black woman. But I, at that moment, at that time when that verdict came down, I was the only black person in the vicinity, I think, for blocks, and um, every I, it was like a whole bunch of people looking at me like from the Twilight Zone, and I was like, what? And I remember somebody saying to me that I work with, they were like, you know, how could you let this happen? And I'm like, how could I? What is wrong with you? This is how it happened. The mm-hmm. fact that you think that we're just this one big group of people that all talk to each other. Did you see me in that jury box?
4: Like, what is wrong with you? So how uh, could you let this... They
3: are the West Coast guys. Exactly. And <laughs> like, I was in trying to go. You literally said to me, like, how could you let this happen? How could I let this happen? What is wrong with you? So that's like saying to you, like, Jeffrey Dahmer goes free. How could you let that happen? How could
5: like, you let him eat them people? Like,
3: right. How could you let him eat those people? Like, it was just so... It was one of those. Oh my God! The world's gonna be doing it. No, it's not. You just had your reality tilted yet again. And, um, it's just funny because I I think the thing that has happened, and this is actually not just to white people. There's a lot of I think there's a lot of black folks that took the um, that took the blue pill um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that missed that you know. There's the Omarosa's out there that you know. Think that everything's that if they are if they're in there with massa that he's not going to take them out. Good. <laughs> yeah, and I think they they are extremely you know they're disenchanted as well. And I I've said it before that everybody was throwing the racism stuff up. It's not racist. It's not about racism. It's about class because the fact that all these poor white folks think that Trump wants anything to do with them. And what's really funny, like I said, my mother is not from this country, so it's always funny to have an international perspective, because you have to realize, I grew up, like, my father was from Jacksonville, Florida, my mother's from Bermuda, so I grew up with, (laughs) like, the conversations we would have, is like, oh, yeah, the World Series, yeah, that's that game where the Americans call it the World Series, and they don't invite anybody else, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I'll go back to watching cricket and soccer. Thank you. <laughs> like, my family's not breath. So I grew up with, like, just this. So Mommy's like, do they realize that he's not rich? I mean, like, he's new rich. He's not old rich. I'm like, I don't think they do, Mommy. <laughs> and she's, like, you know, in her, you know, late 70s talking about, they can't see what's happening. Like, this happened before. I'm like, I know. <laughs> She's like Americans are really dumb.
5: Like they still don't get yeah, it. They and don't I'm like, get it. They don't get it. They don't like. And
3: meanwhile, I'm like, "Mommy, right? Your passport's valid, though, right? Like, great, right? You're it's, good." Right? It's just, just me have to put you on a plane, and I might be with you. So, <laughs> like,
5: you good, <can>, right? <laughs> right?
3: We good, right? We don't have to take you, okay? Because I don't want any last minute. Because <laughs> you're 78, like you ain't moving quickly. I need this to be able to be happening. So. But, yeah, it's just, it's it's this weird disconnect. And at the end of the day, yeah, there's a lot of people screaming, and yelling on social media. And there's a lot of people. I mean, I have blocked so many people. I stay blocking people. Um, because, you know, the the nastiness is spewed out of people that those first few weeks. And it's going to continue to spew. Um, but, you know, so I, I literally, and I've literally had white women say to me, like, wow, I wish I could be as strong as you. I'm like, what does that mean?
5: yo real talk that's like that's the thing that that's the only thing that surprised me was the amount of white women when they did the like percentages that voted for Trump and I was like oh yeah yeah, like, that whole feminism thing, like, it's all good, but real talk, they chose race over feminism, like, so it's just like... Any
4: day of the
3: week, any day of the week because they think they're
5: going to be protected by their
3: men, and also at the end of the day, a lot of the, uh, and I'm not going to say all, once again, I am not blanketing all white women with this, because I know there's a lot that are very upset, and there's a lot that wish Hillary and or Joe Stein or somebody else was in office, I get it, I'm not, again, not a blanket statement, but I literally have had people say to me, like, oh my god... How did this happen? And I'm like, I don't know. Go ask your cousin, Billy. Like, I don't know.
5: Man. I don't know. <laughs> Why are you asking <laughs> black people? Why asking me? Like,
3: once again. Um, but it's, I, I also think that all the hype of, like, oh, my God, they're going to come after us or whatever. No, I mean, the, I think the Republicans are going to have a problem, and their problem is when a lot of these neo-Nazis start showing up saying, okay, what happened to all the stuff that you promised? we may be caught in the middle. Yes. Um, and I fully expect some type of martial law to happen in and around the election, meaning, like, curfews and things like that, especially if they have any hint of looting or anything like that um, or protests. Um, I definitely think we're going to see some of that. Like, if we thought Black Lives Matter looked crazy with the police, it's going to get more extra. Um but at the but at the end of the day the way we would actually need to boycott is actually really really we're so dialed in now it would be really difficult like a, a lot of us would have to literally go off the grid because a lot of people are like oh you know we need to boycott we really, really need to make a change like they did in the 60s it's like we can't like you don't even know half the people's fo- half your friends phone numbers anymore cuz they're in your phone
4: mm-hmm. like
3: we're too dialed in
4: So find
3: another way, yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, we'd have to completely come off the grid, we'd have to completely, like, not spend money in ways, and we haven't helped each other enough to start our own businesses for us to say, well, like, back then, we could say we're only going to go to the black cleaners, and we're only going to go to the black, you know, shoe cobbler, and we're going (laughs) to go to the tailor, we don't have those anymore. (laughs) So it's like... We did, because we've we've been so busy trying to make sure that we're as good as or assimilate as well as that we don't we don't have it's sort of like the whole uh, the the Negro Leagues argument like everybody wanted Negro Leagues to go away because we should be part of the you know mainstream baseball but now how many years later we have what only two
5: managers we,
4: back managers and, and, and we don't have as so
5: many players because they basically to me like I look at baseball just like the way it was happening with cities the, like the reverse white flight like all the white people going back to the city so essentially like all the white people are going back into baseball where all the black people left baseball because they took baseball out of like the yeah. black community so black people they, also went,
3: to, they, went, they went to basketball yeah.
5: basketball and football like that's it that's what they push you towards so it's like um why like if we would have kept some type of something there might still be black baseball players like they be sit they, they they messed it up it's like the plot or well, not even the plot it's not i don't even know if i can call it conspiracy it's just the way things worked out it's just like no one's no one in like the last 15 20 years has been thinking about any of this and they've just been like yo i gotta get this paper i gotta mm-hmm. get this good-ass job I gotta go to school it was like
3: well, that's the problem. They, they they do make you so focused. And I was saying this. Uh, I was actually speaking to somebody very recently, who is in advertising, a brother that I've known for years, and he very rarely can bring me work. I do um, I edit commercials. Um, that's like my day job. Um, and he he he's been able to bring me work as of late because like fifteen twenty years into his career, now he's an executive and he can bring work to whoever he wants without question. But I remember being in situations where I would meet brothers and sisters in advertising, in TV, in post, and they would be like, "Yo, I really love your stuff, but you know, I can't bring it to you, right? Because they're gonna think, you know, we trying to do something." And it's it's so true. Um, it's it, they totally by becoming part of the system, you are they separate you from your own people. Like I can't tell you how many times I've been in offices in in meetings in, on sets, and I'm ignored by other sisters because they don't want to look like they're trying to, you know, be friends, you know, or or, or they don't want to mess up any type of uh, camaraderie they have with their quote unquote white coworkers. It's re- it's really interesting, and so when it comes to, um, I see that even happening in comics there's a really interesting disconnect where there's because i've heard a lot of people in fact i've had so much i've had actually people tell me like oh you gotta change your name because blurred is played you don't want to use the term blurred because it doesn't mean anything positive i'm like really
5: okay it's not even that old how did it get that out how did it 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 lose its positivity
3: exactly (laughs) but it's sort of like well you know you want to be taken seriously you don't want to have anything like black in your Name, I'm like, but if they
2: look at the logo, <laughs> that, or they see my face, uh, they're probably gonna figure it out. So, and that's you all see that even um, online. I've seen several conversations with different people who are like, yeah, I don't see it, but I'm a real artist. It's like, really
3: because we're buying your
2: books, so hey, okay. hi. And
4: then we have the same
2: conversations. start to have the same conversations. And they're like, I guess we're not promoting him anymore. No, I'm okay. kidding. <laughs> no, but it's just, it's just really interesting. It's this whole, like, um, and this is actually something that I talk about quite often because there's sort of this either or. Like, you're working for Marvel. And I was pretty cool about this. Like, people were like, well, we should boycott Marvel. And I'm like, okay, I have a problem with that. Because people I know that I'm friends with are getting work out of Marvel. Like, you know, David Walker, Kyrie mm-hmm. Randolph, you know. Yeah. <laughs> There's people I know that are actually, and they might not be staff, but they're just getting a paycheck. So if we, we boycott Marvel DC, then I'm taking money out of their this pocket. Bucket. Mm-hmm.
1: How,
2: how about this? How about we do and, instead of or, and support Books that have a lot of the black artists on them and black characters that are positive and people of color in general, as well as promote indeed. A lot of the artists when not doing work for the quote unquote, they're doing stuff. Yeah. So it's like why why can't it be and? Why does it have to be either or? And stop blaming the fans. One of the things that I think is really difficult, and this is—I don't want to say it's generational. I think it's just this new crop of people who started with comics since the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The DC—I don't even want to call it a DC Cinematic Universe because they suck. But, <laughs> but it's. In this world where I can literally order something off of Amazon and basically have it dropped off by a drone in a few hours, <laughs> it's really hard to get people to call a comic book store, go to a comic book store, order something, and then go and pick it up in two months or a month. It's yes. just hard to get them to do that. And yes, it's outdated. And yes, the whole, people are agreeing with it. But until it changes, if you want your book to be in a bookstore – comic book store that's how you're going to have to do it and that's how you're going to have to promote it otherwise you have got to outside the system and promote that stuff yourself and if you have an artist that's working for both what are they supposed to do Okay, is that better? Yeah. It's a better. Okay. Yeah, I I looked at my Wi-Fi
3: and realized it switched over to another network. <laughs> it's not as good.
5: It's funny how computers do that. Yeah, like, like I, yeah, I didn't ask you. Yeah, I didn't ask.
3: I asked you do any of that. Um. So actually,
2: back it got warbly probably around when I was talking about like indie uh, You know what? I'll ask you as an independent artist how do you feel about the whole uh big 2 or big 3 cuz aliens no joke now um <laughs> but, versus yeah versus quote unquote indie
5: um you know in terms of that like i don't like i have personal issues with marvel that i think mm-hmm. everybody who knows me now knows why but yes. i also tell everyone like yo go eat like Town of Coast is writing black like, fans to go eat. Like go enjoy that yeah. run around uh-huh. like David Walker's writing Power Man Office of Sanford Green doing art. like go eat. Like I'm not gonna go set and like trash it in public. I just like if you ask me about it, I'm gonna be like nah fam, I don't I don't rock with the with the with the red logo. Like, I just don't and but And it's and it's about telling the
2: truth. I had a lot of people ask me, like, Aren't you excited that they finally um you know, hired a black female writer, and I'm like, no, that's like congratulating somebody for taking care of their kids. Like, that's some shit that should have been been done. It like, why are we? Time ago. <laughs> like, like Chris Rock. Like, what do you want a cookie?
5: Like, <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> why are we congratulating people for doing some stuff that should have been done fifty years ago? Should have done it like that. Like, that's my my thing. Is weird. Is like the tribalism, and sometimes the fact that that. I feel especially with the younger black fan base um it is exactly what you said, like if you ain't doing Marvel, you like you ain't legit, and I'm just like hey d c had white women writing a comic book a long time ago, like
4: and a black, and a
5: sister yeah they like, have, they have, they've done it they've had
3: women and black women writing for them long before Marvel did Marvel did, and I will completely admit this. Even as a kid, I liked Marvel. I saw myself in Marvel comic books more, but there were no black women working there. Like, I, Monica Rambeau, Spider-Man Annual Volume 16, I think. It was 1982, 3, something like that. That was the first black woman I saw. And she was, like, not, you know, um, she wasn't a damsel in distress. She wasn't, like the hoeing or anything yeah. she was like what what's good and why are you here
5: yeah she kept, she's <laughs> captain marvel and I'm, that bothers it, she me was, too because they like exactly, her, that yeah. part of her history i'm like yo like miss Marvel's oh. good and all but like yo black woman was captain marvel first <laughs>
3: exactly and i can't tell you how many times i've had that argument i'm like no Marvel was the first one but when he went back when they took him back home Captain Marvel, and she came out as Captain Marvel. She wasn't mm-hmm. like, hi, I'm, you know, and then she was Lady of Light, and then she was Photon, and then she was Spectrum, and then she was like, <laughs>
5: like really? Like, my whole, back when I cared about working in Marvel, my whole thing was like, yo, one day I'm going to do an Avengers comic, and it's going to be Black Avengers, but it would just be, the logo be black, and like. Captain Marvel be Captain Marvel again. I was gonna make Monica Captain Marvel again cause all the black characters was just like we ain't call you any other name but Captain Marvel and it's just like cause it just didn't make sense to me it's like they keep changing her name over and over again and it's just
3: like and, and you know what at the, the end of the day the thing that I think a lot of and like you said it like a lot of the younger people don't understand we sound so old we are we have, this is the get this is the get off my lawn portion of the program
4: yo I'm hella. Um, old I love it shh <laughs> So it's like
3: they don't understand the business part of it. Like I I have and I have been very vocal about like Marvel and D C reskinning their characters. Um and for those of you who don't know what that is, reskinning is basically taking a character you already know and basically changing the color of their skin like a Barbie doll. Like there's black Barbie, there's, you know, Asian Barbie, there's so but it's still Barbie because that is the brand name. So the Captain America, like even even um, Spider Man. Peter Parker was only going to stay dead for so long. Sam Wilson is only going to be Captain America for so long. Mm -hmm. And quiet as it's Captain, this is not the first time he has been Captain America. I've said it before, and people do not remember this. But he has been Captain America before. Rhodey was Iron Man before when Tony was drunk. (laughs) Yeah, like
5: before he was ever before he was ever War Machine. Like legit, he was he was Iron Iron Man. Man. He was the Iron Man in Secret Wars. I'm like that's like one of the hardest parts of Secret Wars where Reed Richards is like, it's like he figures it's like, hold up, like, there's a black dude in there now. Right. It's, it's like, it's just, it's just dope. But it's like people forget and then it, it goes away. My exactly. feelings with, with with DC is that like, it's the travelers mask. It's like literally legit making all their people white guys again, Legitly just happened. Within Obama's presidency, because yeah. they had long like yo Green Lantern was half Mexican for twenty years, like <laughs> like. Well, like that, they the was, Green Lantern Corps was made up of they how many, many people? people. They like, got, it's, it's like they they've been had. They've had so many titles that allowed the ability to have so many different versions of the same character at the same time. They're just like, yeah, Man. like yo, know, Green Lantern could be like a black dude, a white dude, a redhead, a red-headed white dude, half Indian dude. This that he disturbed. could be. Like, he could okay. be a
3: he could be a a gray alien. He could be a gray gay alien Klingon at this point. It doesn't matter.
5: Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's just like I'm like it, it, it gets weird for me because like I know a lot of people would die hard marvel and they have done things like you said like you first saw something that looked like yourself in a marvel comic
1: mm-hmm.
4: but there was a
5: certain point which i started re- i read so many comics and it's just like it's like it's all the same people but it was like the one thing i think people seem to forget is like it was a long period of dc was ran by essentially like by a woman mm-hmm. and like and then, like, a woman got to start, start Vertigo. And then they also bought a company that was started by a Korean dude and his Korean friends. Just, mm-hmm. was such a reflection of just, like, cause Wildstorm was mad. There was mad black characters in Wildstorm. Yeah. And, and the people forget, it's like, yo, know, ha- like, half the superheroes in, in, in old Wildstorm comics was like black people or like Asian women or like, mm-hmm. and like, you're just gonna forget all those superheroes. They was, they was outselling every Marvel but Wildcats was outselling everybody it's besides Spawn and and freaking Rob Liefeld like, R- that's Liefeld's what I'm saying and Spawn book. was
3: everything and oh it's, my god it's, Spawn, and and Spawn HBO. was a
5: black dude like I'm yes
3: yes and Spawn and HBO was everything like uh, for those of you who think it's just the movie you need to get over yourselves you need to go back you need to find, I think Netflix may have it but the Spawn animated series that HBO used to run so, was
5: so crazy.
3: amazing
5: the hardest thing I, I was like yo stand up <laughs>
4: Watching
5: that joint, like, yes, staying up till midnight trying to watch an it. adult. <laughs> watching that joint, get feel like yo, It was like they play that, they play something else crazy right before like a uh, real sex, or whatever come on. Yeah, and yeah, like, yo, we yeah. about to watch this, this spawn though, and was like, like yo, and it's just, it's just, it's weird to me because it's like I don't think this is really helping. Like,
4: well, no, you know what it feels like?
3: <clears throat> it feels like. um, because one of the things that somebody asked me a while ago, they're like, "What happened? Like, remember X Men and Chris Claremont and the '90s and stuff like? That? There were storylines there, and you, you like, people went through some stuff, and you got you got like full series of people. Like, what what has happened? Why don't we have that anymore?" I said, "Well, we do, but it's outside of mainstream. That's in Saga, you know. That's in um, oh, yeah.
5: it's that's, an image comics. Essentially, like, it's I'm sort of saying. It's an image, basically. It's like, invaliant.
3: it's in, <laughs> it's an image. It's invalid. You do have that, but the The quote-unquote mainstream stuff, it's become so corporate. I mean, basically, after Disney bought Marvel and after Warner Brothers bought DC, it did become corporate. They have quarterly meetings where they need to see numbers. They need to see this stuff move. The whole concept of, like, the MCU and everything like that, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe started with Blade. People don't want to acknowledge it, but Blade was the first movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They think that Iron Man was the first one, but those two movies, the directors were given carte blanche because they didn't think anything was going to come of it. And yeah. then then the, you know, wheels started turning and that's why Iron Man 2 and 3 were like, what? Like I'm sorry, Iron Man 3 didn't exist as far as I'm concerned.
5: That Iron was a hot mess. Iron Man 3 is trash. Like that was, it, it was hot mess.
3: They took one of my favorite villains and turned him into a character. I was like, what? And one of my favorite actors Ben Kingsley, I'm like, what? It's crazy because I'm
5: it's like it's funny cuz like right now I'm reading all this stuff about Margaret Cho and Tilda Swinton have this email exchange or whatever about the ancient one and I'm like in the end the bad guy in this is Tilda Swinton no matter what she says but she didn't make this decision like they started making this decision with the Iron Man movies because of China and they was like yo you ain't gonna put that racist ass mandarin up in these movies and we have paying for it Yeah, and it's they did
3: have to change certain things, and I, that was that was the other. I haven't read all the 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 Twitter thing. I do I did see the questions like I don't understand why people have a problem. I did see that, and then I was like, yeah, I, I haven't had enough to, coffee today to deal with this, so I didn't read the whole
4: <laughs>
1: exchange.
4: Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot.
3: I do well. I'm sure Margaret, Margaret Cho went in because she's been sitting on some stuff. Um, it's but weird.
5: she's not the, <clears throat> she's not the hero in this either because she kind of like now that people can like. What? Well, she,
3: she caricatures of Asian people in her stand up that's why I find oh, it yeah. interesting so it's sort of like having an argument about the validity of like a black male character. It's like basically talking to Martin Lawrence about moonlight. It's like what <laughs>
5: like, oh, yeah if he was anti moonlight like he was exactly. anti moonlight like fam, like you was really? though, like <laughs>
3: it's just it's just um. But it's really interesting because I was actually talking to somebody about um, Ghost in the Shell because I'm a huge anime fan. So I I was talking to somebody about Ghost in the Shell as well as, which is being made obviously, and as well as the new Death Note. And I am a huge Death Note fan. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: Now, what I will give Death Note is they changed the characters' names.
5: Yeah, that's all, all you need to do. Localize it. That's it. He's no okay.
3: long, yeah, he's no longer Light Yagami. When it first dropped, he was still Light Yagami. I had problems because Light Yagami. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
3: The other thing that pissed me off about that was like, no, 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 we are diverse. Look, we made Elle black. I'm like, yeah, see that right there? That's not what we're talking about. You're just, yeah, no. And so the... And then the, the thing with Ghost in the Shell, there's two problems, and it's not just the Asian thing, because a lot of people were like, oh, well, why would Scarlett Johansson take on this role? Here's the thing. I don't know what the storyline is that they're doing for Ghost in the Shell. <clears throat> if they do it properly, technically, and I don't know if you know the story of Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I
5: watched the, I watched the old stuff. I couldn't okay. Some of the new Super- stuff I couldn't get into, but.
3: Yeah, the newer stuff, when she's younger or whatever, it gets a little... It's supposed to be sort of like a prequel. They tried to do a Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. They tried to go, like, back it's before much, her. Yeah. yeah, and it it just gets confusing. But Motoko Kusanagi was, has never had a human body. She basically was... They had to take... They pulled her fetus from her mother's dying womb mm-hmm. and put her brain into a cybernetic baby and then grew her from there. So technically, she could have any physical body from anywhere, yeah. technically. But as far as I know, that is not the storyline they're going with, which means that she is supposed to be in Japan, yeah. and which means there's absolutely no reason why a Japanese actress could not be playing her. Yeah. Yeah. The, other, <clears throat> the other problem is how are you going to make the lead Japanese, I mean, the lead, a white woman, and then all of the other characters, the bad guys, Japanese. I had a similar problem with uh, and it was was one of those secondary issues, because I really love Daredevil, but season one I was like, y'all need to fix this, because all the bad guys are
5: Asian. Yeah, I heard that. I haven't watched one frame, but I heard like all the bad guys is Asian people. Like, there's, yeah. like, mad yeah. Asian people, where they catch bodies, and it's like...
4: Yeah, now, here, and here's the thing.
3: It's true that the Hand, who is... And I'm not going to... You should still watch it, and I'm not giving anything away, really. The Hand, and this is just straight from the comics, the Hand has always been the enemy of Daredevil. And, yes, the Hand was out of Asia, and the Hand is the, the group, not just one guy. People yes. think it's the one guy's name, and it's like, no. Um, and, but the Hand covered half of Europe. Too. Like it was a, they were like terrorists. They mm. they they were they were cells. So they could be anybody, but it kind of was like really, you have to beat up all the Asian people, really. So it was just yeah, it was kind of. And then you also had the, and the interesting argument that happened. There was two arguments that came out of the Ghost in the Shell thing. Someone was saying why does Scarlett Johansson take on this role? And I said first of all you should not blame the actress. But both her and Tilda Swinton are quote-unquote older actresses. And I know that sounds strange because Scarlett, I think, is only like 32 or 33.
5: Yeah, she – yeah. yeah Sitter, crazy.
3: an older actress that is not as bankable as somebody who is younger. So there are now less roles for women any color that are past the age of 30, which is sad because most of her career actually has been tied up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And they ain't giving her a movie. And then no one's given her a movie. So – She's <clears> – <throat> there, there's that problem, too. Like, why is 30 old? You know, just, like, why is the size a size 8 a plus size? Like, hey, we do – I'm a there. But, I, you know what I mean? Like, why – there, there's a whole other set of problems that are there. The – but the biggest thing with all these things is, like, you have all these people, like, well, you know, in Asia, they're doing it, too. I was like, yes, but Japanese – Japan and Korea have the same problem, where they were colonized as well. And they, they – there's Korean girls and Japanese girls making themselves look white. That does not mean it's okay.
4: It's yeah. still
5: a problem. Yeah. I I know. Also, I think sometimes people. I think there's this interesting dialogue between Asian Americans and Asians from their home countries. Yes. That yes. Is, like, they don't. Like, they see an American movie and they don't care. Because, like, A, yeah, they got all their own movies they're going to go see. We're like, they're. Ev- like the whole Great Wall thing, like is it wild messed up? Yeah, but like ninety nine percent of the movies they watch are all Chinese people about China, modern China, ancient exactly, China, I was, fantasy I was China. Saying,
3: I was saying that about I was saying that about um, Japan. Someone was saying like, well, some you should do a piece on the black characters in Japanese anime. I said they're not black characters to them. Everybody in Japan that's in an anime is Japanese.
5: Yeah, or they might you be like Brazilian because they have such a like yeah people do, don't get that it's like yo they're
3: not looking at it from when you are when you have not been colonized by another country and you have only spoken your own language now the the only country that I say that is closer that can actually relate to more to us is Korea because they've been conquered by basically everybody yes and so they are very insular because they think like they have. Chinese and Japanese characters, they have Chinese and Japanese and English words in their language. It's like mm-hmm. their language is practically a creole. Yeah So yeah. when you look at the group of people, like they're, they, are, they get very xenophobic because they've just been and I'm not sa- excusing anything. I'm just saying they get very xenophobic because they, that's all they have <laughs> because mm-hmm. they've literally the Japanese sold them out. Like, people need to like read history a little bit. Yeah. But when you look, China don't need you. Did anybody see the Olympics that was in China? Like, I remember watching the opening ceremonies when they were in China, and I remember I was watching again with my mom, and I remember they announced that the stadium that they were, that they was holding all of the people in it had something like, the stadium held something like 75,000 people or 90,000 people in it, and then between the people in the stadium watching the event and the people involved in the event, there was like 90,000 people that we were watching on our screen. And my mother was like, Wow, that's like more people than my entire country. No,
5: they got they got a seventh of the planet. Like I watched so many you. movies from China. I'm like you're comp- yeah like you're complaining about Great Wall, but did you watch John Donnie Yin's last joint? Did you watch Monkey King 2? Like they ain't no white, they like. They ain't no white people. Like, they don't need you. Yeah, no, they it. don't like, need
3: you. Like, someone was saying, like, who is – I literally was on Tumblr before I got on this call. And I had. To, it was so funny because someone was saying – someone posted, and they were 12, obviously. They posted, like, here's a little bit of information that you might find interesting about um, Donnie Yen, the Chinese character, the guy who plays Chinese, you know, blind man in Rogue One. And I was cracking up, like, how do you not know this?
5: How do you not know Donnie? Like- how do you – not uh, again! Like
3: that's like one of the Dottie only reasons Yen. why I decided to see Rogue One. Although I thought, I thought the movie was awesome, and I I want K2SO is everything. because <laughs> <laughs> You saw me on Twitter. You're I'm like, Shane Bot, <laughs> shade bot. Shade bot, He's awesome. Like that's what i was saying. Like um, K2SO doesn't give a fuck if he's the George you're looking for. He doesn't. He don't, he don't care. He
4: gives no fuck. Like I would him to survive. Boring. Right. <laughs>
3: I wanted him to break the fourth wall so many times and be like, "Really? <laughs> really? Humans are idiots." Like, yeah, um, so, like, <laughs> you just see him
5: as like, "Is this a little white girl don't go somewhere?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: like, when he dropped his stuff, I was, <laughs> I was done. But yeah, he was. Oh, she gets a gun. Really? Uh-huh. I don't get a weapon, but she gets a weapon.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, she,
3: do you want to know what the probability is that she shoots one of us? It's high. I just was like, I love this thing. He was, he was, so, he was so funny. He was everything. But yeah, it's um, it's this whole, the, the, I think the whole argument of, well, Chinese don't seem to have a problem with this. They don't seem to have a problem with that because they don't need they don't need to. There's no such thing as cultural appropriation in China because there's. There's no way people there to appropriate their culture.
5: Yeah, like they got like they got the like it's 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 ba- it, it baffles me. I'm like like I know this is an, an ama- Asian American problem, and I like I respect the views. But when yeah. people's like, yo, you just rain up on the Hong Kong like they gotta make movies in two languages at times. It's like the Cantonese. Like, yes. you, like if you watch lot of these movies, Mandarin yeah. or Cantonese, and now they just switch to like mostly Mandarin. But I'm like. Like, yo, how many movies I watched? Like, they got dramas in Japan we never know about. They got dramas. They got thrillers in Korea. You watching me like, oh, shit, this is so, ooh, this is serious. And then you find out, like, they're going to remake it. It was like, mm.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Infernal Affairs. I I think Infernal Affairs was, like, one of the most um, suspenseful yeah. amazing yeah. movies I've ever seen. And then when I saw that Martin Scorsese was remaking it. And then, um, I'm trying to remember what he called it. Um, Oh, God. It'll come to me. It's
5: the fact that he got an Oscar for a remake.
3: He got an Oscar for it, though. Right. That's the part that pissed me off. I'm like, and if you look at it, like, if you literally have seen both films, there's about an hour of the film that is frame by frame. Infernal Affairs.
5: That last part. Like, the last yes. part, the chase, when they're chasing Matt Damon and DiCaprio chasing, like, yeah, it's, like, the exact same like, like,
3: really? You didn't even try to make it different? Because I really? get it, but he made so
5: many bangers and they never gave him an award. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you give him an award for a remake, it's like, you give him an award because y'all all feel guilty because you didn't give him right. to, to, for all the, uh, like, taxi driver, and raise your bull, and and um, well, he didn't make Godfather, but uh, I'm sorry,
3: Godfather, yeah, Goodfellas, yeah. Sorry, but,
5: like, He's like, come on, like it was. It's the, the, the entire award thing. I get into long debates about because because to but me, the, it's
3: that's the thing when when people are like, um, <clears throat> that's why when people was, and I'm not saying that the Oscars aren't so white, they are, but they also they're also crooked because Scorsese's white and they weren't giving him anything
5: it's, it's so, like oh, yes people don't get that they'll get it and it's just my own problem with also so white is be, that it became it became a black and white thing at the cost of asian yeah. people latin yes. people yeah. um people yeah. from the middle east from different countries like iran or, yeah. S- or saudi arabia or a whole bunch of other countries and and south pacific countries and it's just like Yo, Kerry Fukunaga deserves an award for Beast of No Nation. He ain't white. Dude. he's half Japanese. Like, like it, it got my nerves because it's like y'all made this a black and white thing. Then you mad when people catch feelings because you just made it a black versus white thing instead of like women need more awards, Latin people we, need some nomination. Like you could have made it inclusive, but certain voices made it literally. Only a black, black and white things. thing.
3: Well, you know it's funny. I have that argument actually a lot, and it's funny because I. It's funny cause I had this conversation when I was at, actually at AwesomeCon. I was um invited to be on a panel there, and it was a panel about diversity, and I love I love those
2: guys. The um,
3: the guys from um, PB Soldier and PBS Media, they're great, and they they do some awesome work, and they actually go into schools and into different um conventions, and they're actually you know sort of teaching using comics as, you know, an educational school for tool for STEAM and STEM and stuff. But they invited me to be on this panel, and I was like, oh, Lord, I'm the only woman, really? And then I'm like, oh, wait, but if I don't go, there won't be any women. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'll go. And, but I did tell them, I said, listen, just a heads up, um, somebody might say this, and I think you guys need to be prepared for it. And they were like, what? I said, well, your panel is called, you know, Diversity in Comics. And this panel is not diverse. And they were like, sure it is. I'm like, no, it's not. It's four brothers and a sister. This is, no, this is not diverse. <laughs> and they were like, well, what do you mean? No, it really is. They're like, no, 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 but this is what we're talking about. We're, we're included. That's why we wanted you here, whatever. And I said, okay, I'm just letting you know that somebody may say something about the fact that we're really not that diverse. There's nobody Asian up here. There's nobody Latino. There's nobody gay. There's nobody, you know what I mean? Like there's. That's diverse. There's nobody white. Like, there's, it's not – if you're going to use the word diversity, that's what it needs to mean. Yes. Otherwise, just say black people in comics. <laughs> and I don't oppose that. I mean, I was on a – I ran a panel at New York Comic Con called Afro Punks and Blurds. Mm-hmm. I was on a panel called Black Heroes Matter. I have no problem doing those kind of panels. But I, I've said to our people many times, stop saying diversity when you just mean black people. Yes. And sure enough, the panel went great, but the very first person who stood up to ask a question was a young Indian girl cosplaying as Kamala Khan and said, listen, I think this is a wonderful panel, but I was wondering if next year you could really actually make it more diverse.
2: Me and I was like, I told you, <laughs> kind of sure.
4: Oh, Kanye. Kind of
2: sure. It's <laughs> like exactly like
3: I. What do you? You know, because we need to. Stop, if we want to use the word include, here's the problem. There's all these buzzwords. Um, one of the things that I, when somebody now says to me, like, "What does inclusion or diversity look like to you?" I go, "Rogue One." Okay, <laughs> like. There was a bunch of different people from a bunch of different places. No one talked about it. It just was. It just exists. It wasn't like, where are you from? This is not what my people do. This is not how my people eat. This is not how my people – nobody cared. It's like we all have a job to do. We have to go get the plans. Who's with me? Mm-hmm. You could have been purple. Mm-hmm. You could have gotten on that ship, you know? Yeah. And that's sort of the same thing that I'm talking about. Like if you it, inclusiveness, I have the same problem with tolerance. Like I tolerate my neighbor's kid – playing, you know, Kanye at four o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Like that's, that's tough. Like I'm not a tolerance. That's tolerance. Yeah. That's tolerance. Meaning I'm going to do what I can to not beat your ass. Like that's tolerance. (laughs) I don't like that term. Inclusion means, Hey, I should be here too. Mm -hmm. You know? And I do like the I do like the term inclusion better than diversity, but diversity has been beaten into the ground. Like, Diversity has been used so much that it doesn't mean anything. Like, remember when Cristal was actually ex- an expensive alcohol?
5: <laughs> remember when it
4: was like
3: high end? <laughs> yeah,
5: now it's regular. So, like. yeah, now it's regular.
3: Now you can get crystal at the at the bodega. Like, it doesn't. <laughs> so, diversity used to mean. Um, Really actually have a meaning. Now it's a buzzword because I've, I've literally had conversations with people like, oh, yeah, we're really diverse. We're we're so diverse. It's like, mm, I don't even know what you're saying right now. Does that mean you want my opinion because you want to prove to yourself that you're diverse? You know, and – when when I have these conversations, usually they're with, with white folks, but I used to, I, I've i had to have it, like I said, a couple of times with black folks, too. It's like if you're going to go out into mainstream and say we're diverse, you best have some women on there. Um, because the other problem that I run into also is even in the comic book realm and, and, and animation, even when I'm, like, just kind of reporting on stuff, I have people ask me, like, you know, Can't you just report on the black stuff? Does it always have to be, like, a black woman? Like, do we have to have a black woman involved? I'm like, what? Said it that way? Yes. Damn it. (laughs) Because there's there's this really interesting thing that happens where people want me to be black and sort of just ignore the fact that I'm a woman. And I can't say it's just white people. I... I've gotten this from brothers too. It's like, well, no, we don't have any sisters because we don't know where to find any. I'm like, really? And actually, that was what my re repost was really about. My re repost with that list of black women who are writers was really a, actually more from our people because I'm tired of hearing that from my own people. Like, well, we don't know any sisters who do comics. I'm like, I don't even know where to start with that. But, okay, let's say you legitimately have been living under a rock. Let me help you. And then what I get is, well, do they really know how to do this? Do they really know how to do that? I, have, you, have you seen them do panels before? Have you seen them do line art? Can they really do color? And I'm like, wow, this is the same kind of stuff that I would get if I was
5: trying to promote somebody
3: black to somebody white.
5: Yeah. It's the same. It's just, It's a. For me, being in it this long, the problems I see – with fandom or geekdom is is at times more issue of sexism than it is to me way over racial bias because I think the racial bias comes from like white folks hanging out with white folks and not really knowing black folks because a lot of the things in comics are in very white spaces but the thing with men and women I'm like I don't, these questions you that you say you're receiving is confounding to me because my question is like oh have they written something before not a comic can they write and like yo can they draw because that's all i really need because like i know art like i don't there's a lot of people within comics actually they talk about art this and that but they have no idea what art is because they haven't studied one lick of art like i have art school training me and my friends we talk about Capital A art, like, once a week. they Things yeah. going on within the gallery community, fine art trends, the past, Cezanne. We can, get, we can talk about art, illustration in the 20s, like, exactly. everything.
3: You, you pull that art history into it. I mean, I my, like I said, my training is in um film, editing and graphics. So yeah. I have a lot of people ask me, like, well, who does the graphics on your site? And who does your graphics for this? And, and I'm like, it's me. Yeah. Because I had to do that in my day life. Like, I've been using, like – and not a lot of the new stuff. I mean, I do use some of the new stuff, too. But I mean, like, you know, Photoshop and, and, and animation and things like that. And I know a lot of the terminology because as an editor, I have to work with animators. I have to work with these other people. Mm-hmm. So many times when I'm talking to people I'm, I'm, and I'm telling them, look, I'm not telling you this because I think that you don't know what you're doing or that you are bad at what you do. I think you might be doing some things out of order. Mm-hmm. or get re- like it always confounds me when i talk to people like <clears throat> when i say listen this looks really great get some art out there do you have any panels like give me your panels that don't have bubbles on them and then we can put those out on twitter and instagram and stuff why well, i don't have those like what do you mean well people don't work in layers which that's, is that's confusing to me because in editing that's all you do because all editing is you're constantly revising so like you have to work in layers. Like, you have to, in in After Effects, and
1: Mm -hmm.
3: like, even in Manga Studio and all those things, like, you have to work in layers. How do you not, but I keep constantly talking to artists who flatten everything, have no elements, and that's the part that confuses me. Now, at the same time, I don't draw comics, but I'm thinking, when you're coming up with character designs, you don't come up with like, you know, their head, their arms, their back, their how they're, you know, running, walking, standing. Like, you don't save that somewhere? (laughs) You got to start from scratch on every single panel. My, that shouldn't be.
5: It's it's well because there's a, okay there's a to me historically there's a way in which comics was done and there's ways in which commercial commercial arts evolved with technology that comics has such a love for the past because back in the day like if you read how to draw comics the Marvel way which was first published in the late seventies yeah and still constantly in print. If you love comics and you find these things about comics, back in the day they did a lot of stuff on board yeah. or they had paste up people which were real talk, people don't wanna know history, where women did all the stuff like posting up, pasting yeah. up all the comics so they can actually go to print and doing all the color trapping and all the color holds. But they would do yeah. that on other sheets and it would magically become a comic book. So people learn how to do comic books and they do everything on paper but the new, I think the newer artists, because they don't have this information is shared, now, I think a lot of the new independent art because Tumblr and everything else. But, like, they just do everything on one thing, and they're not – if it's not for an artistic purpose, they're really just doing it the wrong way because no one's teaching them a more efficient, professional way, as if you would, if I don't know. You got an illustration job at the New Yorker or right. you work at Culture like- Network.
3: Like, for, in- for instance, let me give you an example from, like, editing, and then maybe you can bring it over into comics, because this is the way I look at everything. Like, if somebody brings me a spot, like, let's say I do a, I'm do doing a promo or something for A&E. When they give me the footage, if it's a brand-new show, I get footage for everything. I get footage for the show. I get footage for the promo. I get footage for the ads that will go on the website. I get footage for ads that's going to go on Instagram, on Facebook. All that stuff just gets broken out, but it's all been shot at once. Mm-hmm. I just got to go through, separate it out, and, like, either give it to the people that need to, like, animate it or put titles on it or light it, or it's the stuff that I'm working with. So I have the same thing going with with um, comics I'm trying to promote. When somebody asks me, like, hey, how can I get my stuff out there? I'm like, when you're working on a comic, you need, to, like, all those splash pages that you're making, that needs to be some art that you can promote with. Think about the art that you can use to sell The comic, like, and it's really hard, and I understand this, because if you've never thought this way, it's really difficult, but 20% of the work, and it seems like it shouldn't be like this, but 20% 20 of your energy is going to be spent creating the work, creating the actual comic. 80% is going to be trying to sell it. So, if that's the case, you've got to start creating some artwork to push to, because basically we're all visual. How many times have you put something up on Twitter with an image, and people go, dude, where can I get this? And the link is right in the tweet, but nobody's looking at it because they're looking at the picture?
5: Oh, oh you mean me? <laughs> like, I've yeah. done that. Like, I've done that because I was so looking at the picture, I'm on my phone real quick, that yeah, I didn't actually read the tweet. So that was, right, but but everybody's, I, like I every, up to it.
3: But everybody is visual. So if you're an artist, this is what I tell people all the time, like, get your stuff on Tumblr, on Twitter, on Instagram, Mm -hmm. so that people can start seeing it and and just associating your name with it and, for the love of God, watermark it. Because (laughs) people are forgetting that, like, if you don't put yourself up there with your name on it, you're just asking, not necessarily to be plagiarized, but there's a lot of people out there that have sites that will, like, oh, look at all this art that I have, but they're not creating out of it. Like, there's somebody on Instagram, and I'm not going to name him, but I don't, I don't comment or promote him anymore because he constantly puts black artists work up without saying it's not his. Oh, wow. And I will literally, I have gone on his page and blasted him. You know this is not yours, right? Because I know the artist. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Who's the artist? And I'm like, no, 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 you knew who it was when you took it off their page. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's people out there that will do that. So I tell people all the time, like, watermark, put your name in the middle, watermark it, something, but let people know what you're doing. When you're starting to create um even some of those panels that you might have inked but not colored, save them. Color them later. I mean, hell, I tell everybody now, save every inking you've ever done because now they're selling these things called adult coloring books, which it, when I, the first time I saw an adult coloring book, I cracked up. I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, this is called line art.
5: Yeah, now I, to me, I just <laughs> like when I first saw like serious adult, but it became a, like a thing. Like I heard about it and I was like, Oh, my God, the nostalgia for the last 35, 40 years is so serious for the late Gen Xers, early millennials.
4: Oh, on Tumblr, there's also,
3: like, even a big handwriting push. There's, like, I think it's called handwriting porn. And there's all these people who have amazing handwriting. And you can pay them to literally write stuff for you because nobody knows how to write.
5: That used to be called (laughs) calligraphy. And that's I have friends who've done shit. that, and that's clearly
4: cutting
5: it to that. <laughs> oh, my God. Like,
3: okay, you I hire say. somebody to do calligraphy for, like, wedding invitations and things like that. Like, I remember that. And there are people out there who do hand lettering, and it's just, like, a huge thing now because nobody knows how to write anything anymore. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. So it's just – But getting back to just getting your work out there, I mean, what I was saying in terms of editing, like, when you're creating a comic or something, do you not do, do you not, I kind of feel like it should be using that old Marvel way, but in a new digital format, meaning you're, you're, instead of the flipping back and forth the vellum pages, like an animation, you're literally doing a layer, an adjustment layer, or a layer that has your inking, or your penciling, or your... Um, now, am I wrong in that? Is that not you're how? Like, sh-
5: like, you're not wrong, but there's also sometimes I'm thinking that you know sometimes if you go in a convention and you see people, or maybe even online, there's this giant push, and it's like I'm putting out a comic. I don't know how they're making, but I know from the professional sense, and even now with the push toward making completely digital work. hmm Um. So I know, like, this is a method I like. I'll use like. I'll draw a thumbnail in a sketchbook. It's, like, really tiny. But right. then I'll scan it or I'll take a picture of it because now phone cameras are so good, yeah. I'll take a picture. Then I'll blow it up to the size I need it, mm-hmm. print that out as a blue line, do pencils on it. I'll scan yeah. that, print out those pencils, ink that. So sometimes one drawing, there's legit five versions of it before right. you even see a color version. But for me... This is this is the path was, which I took because when I was in art school in the late '90s, early 2000s, and I was at Pratt, I was one of the only people within the illustration department that was like, "Yo, I do all my work in Photoshop." I need to find a Wacom tablet. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, Because yeah, at I that time, that. it was still like, "Yo, we gotta do everything by hand." I'm like, "Yo, like this ain't." Like, I was literally too far ahead of the game for the teachers. Like, the teachers have understanding of art, so they could give me instruction and thoughts. But to be quite honest, that time of the game, I was too... Like, I saw what kids are doing now in Tumblr. In the last, like, what, four or five years, I used to see Tumblr and all that stuff. Like, that's what I was trying to do, like, in 2000. Yeah. So... There are things in which... But I also, like, I had to learn how to do everything. So, like, I know how to use Adobe Premiere. I know how to use After mm-hmm. Effects. So, I was mm-hmm. like... I remember when Blood, the Last Vampire came out, and I was looking at the, yeah. the making up. I was like, yo, they animated most of this in After Effects. So, I tried to figure yeah, out how do you animate anime in After Effects. And this was, like, 2001. So, now, you mm-hmm. are at a point where, like, if you look at, like, animation people... Everything is digital. You look at Teen Titans Go, the whole thing yeah. is done on computers. I got to visit Carson Network in the summertime. Like, they're boarding on, like, Post-it notes and scanning them, and then they do all the cleanup on computers because everybody has a giant Cintiq on there. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody has
3: a large Cintiq.
4: Yeah, yeah.
5: It, it's, I don't know if there's an actual, like, there's a piecemeal structure of people sharing like how to do this that and the third, but there's not a there's not even a standardization or processes I think within the big two. Like to me, it would make sense at this point, which is like, yo, Batman has a look for rebirth. There's a model sheet. You send a turnaround to every artist who draws Batman, and if this is how you draw Batman. It shouldn't be the editors have to like go run around and piece together what it is there should be a folder on warner computers that also is shared by i don't know warner animation and cartoon network and you know warner brothers pictures is like yo batman comic look is purple and yellow like the lakers here you go Mm
1: -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. draw and
5: i don't even know if if i know i don't think marvel does it either because i can i don't read the books but i look at the covers of some of the entire interior art i'm like all right i know you guys got expression but like yo, that Spider-Man don't look like that Spider-Man. That's confusing.
3: Yeah. So and I say, but, here's the th- but here's the thing. The problem that Marvel and DC have, which is why, and this brings me back around also to indie again, is that they have to get their books out at such a rate, such a fast rate, that if you can hit your deadlines, like if you get hired and you can hit your deadlines and your work looks decent, like your interiors look decent, I'm convinced they'll just push it through.
5: Yeah, probably.
3: Because yeah. they have to get some like I mean it's not like when we were growing up a comics came out once a month, once every two months. They're like you want to go to comicsology every day. Comics are dropping. Yeah. So uh, it's sort of it's weird. like they put that Facebook. rate is completely different, and so when people talk about indies and they're like, "Yo, man, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, you know, I wanted to get behind an indie comic, but they take too long. Like, I want to see everything now, or I want to see like that. The binge mentality is also tough too. Um, now, for me, I have a, I have a hard time like actually getting to the store every week. So I'm a big person that buys. I tend to buy digital. Individual issues, and then when the TPB drops, I'll go to the store and buy the volume.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense.
3: That's how I'll spend my money, Um, because I still want to support. But I, I, you're not gonna see me every week. One, because it's not close to me. Like comic book stores aren't close to me. And two, now that you can pre-order online, I do a lot of that, like through um, Westfield and through Midtown Comics and stuff like that. So I can still support. And I'm hoping the numbers are still matching, but I can still support and then, you know, go and get the big. And the TPBs, many times, they'll do – they'll reprint, they'll recolor the covers and things like that. You'll get extra stuff. Yeah. So I don't mind paying $15, 20 because this is going to be big and it's going to be good and it's going to be nice. Um, But, yeah, there's so much stuff that comes out. And there's the, the indies, that's my exception. Sometimes I will make exceptions, especially if it's something new that I really like. I will try and make an effort to get to the store to buy it because – Indies need that kind of push and need that kind of help. They need to show that they're going to be successful. But anti-comics can't come out. Like, I remember Becky Sue, um, I'm sorry, uh, Cloonan talking about um, 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 Bitch Planet. And she was like
4: – Oh, yeah, Kelly uh, right? Cause Kelly Sue
3: DeConnick. Sorry, I just mixed up two different people. Kelly Sue DeConnick um, talking about Bitch Planet, and she was like, I want to get this next issue out, but it's not right, so it's going to be late. And she said, you know what? And I, I can do that because it's my comic.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, she's got legions of fans off of that thing because it's so well written and it's so well done. And there's a lot of things to write about that comic also. And there's a lot of things that are very traditional about it. Like a lot of people are raving about um, the, the letters you know, to yeah, the, the letters
5: page, and I'm like, why is the that letters, such a thing? Like, <laughs> but she
3: put, she put a lot of attention, but she got really good writers and a lot of um prominent feminist writers to write in the letters page.
1: That's
3: cool. So it, it's really funny because people are like, Yeah, this whole letters page thing is new to me, and I'm like, It's funny because the letters page used to be important,
5: right? Like, yeah, um, that, that and like the editor's page where they would just drop <laughs> news and you get, like, a message. It's like, to me, it's interesting how so many things, like, disappeared in the, um, in the early 2000s, and and they just, like, you put, oh, you put words on the cover, like, yo, words used to be on the cover every month. Yeah. This isn't new, but I guess it's new to you guys. It's, my,
3: well, there's two things. I think the two things that changed that are one, the rapid fire pace of things that things had to come out,
5: mm-hmm. and then
3: who was it? Image that started selling their ash cans
5: yeah. was it
3: Image or Valiant?
5: Wait, which wait, which era of both? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I feel I know like back you, in the
5: day, there was a lot of ash cans you could buy back in the early '90s.
3: No, no, no. They, I think it was Image started selling their ash cans as like an issue zero. Okay. I think it was it Might have been Valiant. I might be mixing it up, but I feel like a lot of the Ashcans didn't have words on the cover.
5: Yeah, yeah they yeah. were
3: trying to get your attention.
5: Yeah.
3: Um, and then you buy it and be like, wait, why is this seven pages?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those Ashcan can things. That was a weird, 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 weird period because there was a lot of but stuff you point, get the wizard and it was just like. Yeah,
3: and 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 that's where a lot of the issue 2 zeros come from now. And I tell people all the time, don't send me an issue zero to review. Please don't do that, because I'm gonna I'm going to talk about you.
5: To be quite honest, to me, when I when I look at the independent scene and the and the use of crowdfunding, mm-hmm. I'm surprised at the rate at which stuff isn't done before. Like I've never done a Kickstarter, and I have my own issues with that yeah, about get my stuff together or what I want to do. But I do know if I ever yeah, gonna, did a we're Kickstarter...
4: Yeah, we're going to work on that, man. We're going to work on that. We've got to get your stuff back out there. I have a problem with that.
5: <laughs> if, I, uh, if I ever did a Kickstarter, like, my Kickstarter wouldn't start until I had the InDesign file done. Like, okay, no.
3: This is, this is the thing. You're absolutely right. And one of the things that I've also done is run a few Kickstarters and four people. And it always they're always shocked and surprised. But I, to, I, I've told people... Yeah, you're you're not ready. Because, <laughs> and they look at me like I'm nuts. I'm like, no, you cannot. Your your Kickstarter will not be successful if you have nothing done. And here's the other thing I'm getting a little tired of. I'm getting tired of people kickstarting every single issue.
4: Yo, that's is u- wild. Kickstarter,
3: stop using Kickstarter as your business plan because it shows you don't have one.
5: Uh huh.
3: Like, cut. Stop your shit. <laughs> like, seriously, it's. It's it's mind-boggling to me. First of all, it's mind-boggling to me. Some of these people, and I'm gonna be real honest here. The people that are raising ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars in Kickstarter, and no book happens, and nobody says anything. I'm getting a little tired of that.
5: Yo, <laughs> it's it's a problem. It makes me really like discerting on, Like a lot of people say, like, oh man, my back is Kickstarter. And I'm like, I don't know. Like I've only done a, f- I've done a few, and there's still a couple which I ain't seen from yet. And I'm like, yep. Oh, yep. Okay. There's,
3: there's there's a couple in particular that if anybody there's, there's one particular person that if he ever contacts me to ask me about doing anything I'm gonna be like really where's your book?
5: Yo, it's crazy.
3: And you can't. So the here's the thing with with Kickstarter um and Instagram and I've said this before like. You can everybody and their mother is kickstarting comics and everything else. Mm-hmm. So the only way to really make your comics stand out is if a your art is incredible, or like uh, Tuskegee Airs, or your concept is incredible, like Black. Yes. Or you have a cause that is attached to it, like Elements. So there's a black female artists or people of color, not just black female, but people of color who are artists and they're all women. And this, the storyline is incredible. Like even um, like uh, Guan that came out through forward comics, the whole concept was expats, people who are not from this country or the characters, not from this planet. Like there was a whole concept behind it. It was an immigrant concept behind the book. I've also seen, um, Even the PB Soldier one, he was promoting um, comics that – he uses comics to teach STEM. So his stretch goals went to fund a school STEM program in Newark, New Jersey.
4: See, that's amazing.
3: So that's the kind of stuff that um, people want to put their work behind. But I've helped people promote stuff, and it's been really funny. I'm like, you're not ready because you don't have any art done. This all looks like sketches. Why would I pay, why would I give you a bunch of money for sketches? No, you need to prove, honestly, the people who are most successful with Kickstarters are people who are like, the book is done, I'm just trying to print this thing.
5: Yeah, like my man Sean Pryor, like Black yeah. is from, I'm not Black, I mean like Force is drawn. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like he's printing it it's going to come out you know, once the Kickstarter is like, it's, it's it has a date. Like he's he, that's how he does things. So there's certain people I see, like, that's how they do things. And I I see some others, and I see, like, yo, it got a big buzz. It's getting a lot of money. I, but I'm like... And I'm sitting back. I'm like, yo, I still ain't got a book yet. Where something like well, Black, I just love it because not only do I get the issue early, I go to the comic book store, and, yo, it's on the stairs. I'm like, yo, y'all ain't been late once. This work is coming out. Everybody hitting things. I'm seeing Jamal Agle putting up little screenshots. I'm like, yo, this is fire. Yep. Like, I'm not even...
3: This is, this you is have, the standard. You have to stay, yes, you have to stay engaged. And, um, <clears throat> I mean, what they also have is, you know, not for nothing, both Jamal and Kwanzaa both work in marketing. Yeah. So they already have a lot of connections. So that when they drop stuff, it gets everywhere. Because people are like, yo, how are they getting in the Washington Post, like, the second day of their Kickstarter? I'm like, they already have the connections. This mm-hmm. is not, This is not new. Also, they dropped it at a perfect time. They dropped it. During Black the February first Black History Month, I somebody's verdict just came out. I don't think it was Trayvon Martin, it was somebody else. No, so right it
5: was after, like, it was like it was it was one it was somebody else where nobody got off. Well, somebody got off, but yeah, I don't remember which one it was, but it was terrible. But it was a great day. It was a it was a smart. Everything worked well for them, and, it, and I just like the way it. It's the follow through, is my standard, I'm like if you ain't hitting it like that i don't think i'm gonna give you any more money
3: and when people say oh like i don't have the money for that or i'm raising money to get an artist i'm like no and here's the other thing i'm not saying that you shouldn't do a kickstarter i'm saying you're not ready like you need to get out there and let people know who you are let people see what you're trying to build get your website together get your social together don't have 15 different names so people can't find you. Don't be like, you know, sexy you know, sexy animal one on Twitter and then, you know, like, you know, black superhero two on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just get your stuff together. If you want people to take you seriously, you've got to take it seriously. And if you have five people, if you've shown your stuff to five different people and they all say your art sucks, get a new artist. Yeah. Don't keep trying to push bad art on good people. Like, you know, and it's – I've seen um, – Now at the same time, I don't think you yourself know that you could put a comic out tomorrow if you wanted to. You have enough people that would support you, and you have enough people that would promote it. You just
5: – I don't got the faith. My lack of faith is 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 is, is, a, is a big thing. Like, I don't have faith. Yeah, I don't it's,
3: know. Yeah. The fear, the fear is strong with this one. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna get, we're gonna beat that out of
5: you. I don't believe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have belief. <laughs> I'm not um, afraid. I just don't believe. i like, I don't, I don't believe in the people. <laughs>
1: Well,
3: see, at the same time, also at the same time, though, you actually have to be careful because actually, there was another person that I was having a conversation with about, and they were like, you know, black folks aren't, you know, supporting black people and but and actually, I talked about this at Deshawnberg last year. They're like, black folks don't support people on Kickstarter. They don't support. They don't support their own. Yeah, you know, right, do, and I'm like, uh, yes, they do. But you show up and just say here and expect because you're black, we're supposed to buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those days are gone, my friend.
4: Yeah.
3: What do you have? What do you have? Like, And the other thing is, I don't understand why people forget this because everybody wants to have that big superhero movie thing, right? That big superhero comic, which is fine. But you're missing one of the most lucrative um, audiences out there, and that's kids. <laughs> so it's like... I tell everybody, if you're trying to get a business off the ground where you have, like, more than one property, one of those properties needs to be a kid's book. Yeah. Because you can put that in a library. You can take that to a school. You can get paid to present that at a school. Like, people are constantly looking for, like, this whole push for We Need Diverse Books. That little black girl who basically last year created a whole movement for, like, I want to see books with, like, Little black girls in them. I
4: remember
3: that, I Like, yeah. there's entire, like, there's mommy bloggers out there that are looking for books to give their black children. And you, you are steadily trying to make your black version of Iron Man. And it's okay if that's your dream, but you may have to fund it with something else. And that's something that a lot of people aren't willing to do. Like, they're not willing to... Um, it's almost like like you don't want to put all of your money in one investment. you kind of gotta spread it around if this, this one makes money, okay, you take the profits from that and you put it into this one, and you take the profits from that, and you put it back over here. Mm-hmm. You know it's just constantly try if you go when I go to a lot of these conventions, I see like the same I'm like, are y'all all using the same creative market template? Are you all using the same
4: <laughs>
5: Well, I also think sometimes it's like all the influence are the same. Like, I don't know. Yeah, have a diverse diet of, of, of things. Like, I like, like I know I tell people all the time. Like, you just gotta you gotta go outside. Like, like I watch a bunch of stuff from Asia. Like, I listen to rap music that kids listen to because I want to know what's going on. Like, I will read a bunch of stories. I was reading nonfiction. I watch a different type of films, and that changes what type of stories you want to make, and how you draw and write those stories because you're taking in different ways of doing things. But I don't, if your whole diet is like the MCU, DC cartoons, and TV shows, and, and superhero comics, not even like other comics, because I think if a person actually sat on the red Love and Rockets, it would completely change how they thought about comic books and how they would draw them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't because it's not a superhero That's- comic.
3: X X Machina and yeah.
5: you know, like X Machina, you might actually have to have to read the New York Times a little bit to understand some of the issues. Yes. The
3: exactly. Yeah, and that's that's one of the reasons why I started gravitating towards, um, some of the anime and some of the manga. Like not for nothing. <laughs> and let me clarify: I am not a Sailor Moon kind of girl. I'm more of a Gurren Lagann kind of. Like if there's a mecca in it, I'm watching it. But at the same time, I do like some of the that like uh, one of the things I liked about Ghost in the Shell. One of the things I like about um again Death Death Note is that there's the human condition is at play. Yes. Like the whole the basic premise behind Ghost in the Shell is what makes you human. That's one of the reasons why I also kind of like um Westworld. Like when are you human? When do you have consciousness? You know what is actually a human being, and also um, who has the right, like with death, room, who has the right to take a life, to make a life, to save a life. You know, do, do, does that make you God? Does that make you human? Like these kind of concepts are really interesting to me because they're all they're sort of philosophical. Um, if it's just like shooting as many people as possible, like I, I don't know, I liked the Green Lantern run when it was a when there were choices to make. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, one of the things that was awesome about Young Justice, um, which should never have been taken off the air, um, was, you know, Aqualad had to make a decision.
5: Yo, <laughs> there you was a lot mean? of hard choices in that show. <laughs> right, like, my
3: dad or my
4: family or my people. Like, he had yeah. a lot of stuff he had to deal with.
5: Yo, like, everybody, like, the whole the whole Roy Harper storyline is like, yo, who am I? Because I found yeah. out I'm a, like... Am I the clone or am I – but I'm the – like, you found out Red Arrow is the clone and the real one was right. frozen and he lost his arm. Like, yo, that – like, that whole – Or Superboy.
3: Superboy Super who was like, I am – like, I need to be accepted by Superman. And Superman is like, that's not – I don't know what that is.
5: That was the – Sort best. of like uh, – because
3: was was it was almost like a rejection of a father of, like, finding out he has a child.
5: Yes. That's what I loved about it is deadbeat dead Superman. And people mm-hmm. like to talk about Batman, but, like, yo, like yo, low-key, Batman is the best father in superhero comics. He just takes his kids and raises them. Like So, he, you got this whole thing with Batman sitting down with, like, Clark Kent in, like, a coffee shop. Like, fam, you gotta take care of your kid. What are you doing? And I was like, y'all got this in the Saturday morning cartoon? Exactly. And, and with this, and then you turned, and, and they had Korra on, like, right after. I'm like, mm-hmm. and Korra's dealing with stuff. Like, I'm like, yo, like, and, and, and I think it's because they're coming from different, different storytelling places and they just know it's like, all right, well, kids have to watch it. So we're, we're not going to put like the insane violence and gore in it or like super sexuality, but like we can still deal with these things, these themes intelligently. So you can see that like, yo, Superboy and Miss Martian can have a thing, a romance but or, or like Wally and Artemis can have a romance, and it feels mature. But it's but it's, kids can watch it, and it's crazy. how yeah, I mean, they really pull so many things into it to make these stories. Because
3: it was really well written, and that's what I mean is missing from a lot of the comics. Because they're so busy moving so fast and retconning stuff and changing worlds and wiping people out and starting all over mm-hmm. again that. Like even even though I did have my issues with the whole Nova storyline with Anwen on and stuff because there was no people of color on that, it was a decent story and they were dealing with some real stuff. But then it's like, okay, Secret
5: Wars is over. Where is she? Oh, that was that that was really interesting because like I because I read Hickman's run, his entire mm-hmm. Marvel run. So like, and I saw like what they were doing. It's like, oh, you're just gonna make a re- bunch of random miniseries. Yeah, and, and you're just gonna put up. And they're gonna end, and I'm like that Nova thing. I didn't read it. It, so, it like it looked like such a good concept that it was. It like, was
3: a good concept, and then when I saw that they were coming away. out with this, yes, when I saw they were coming out with a new Nova book, I'm like, yes, they're bringing her back. And then I'm like, that is not, and when, who is that? That's a boy. That's who the, is that's this child?
5: That's the little boy that you know <laughs> before Secret Wars, and it is also interesting with like if you read John Lee Hickman's work, he's clearly about. I think he's 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 very much like Morrison. He'll, like, like I'm just going to take these random black and Latin and Asian and all these other characters that you guys just not interested in using, and I'm just going to build my whole team around that. And I was, like, his Avengers and New Avengers runs, like, okay, they're dealing with hard stuff in New Avengers, and, like, Black Panther's the leader, and they're making a bunch of hard choices, and you go to his Avengers run, he's, like, he got Sunspot, and he has, like, Random son of Gateway over here, and like all these people yeah, are Avengers. Like
3: people that nobody, yeah, people who nobody actually ever thinks about, but they were actually um, of note at one point in time.
5: Yeah, and then like you have Black Captain Universe, and it's like you doing all this, and I just knew it's like once he leaves, what Secret Wars is over. <laughs> like, it's done. It's all done. that stuff is wiped away. <laughs> all that good storyline stuff he was doing, this depth of character, it's just like when I when I you know with DC, it's like randomly Morse is going to put all these random black uh, he and he made an aboriginal Thor and I'm like and hey, y'all don't use that? Like- yeah, because here's the thing They're, they
3: were. I'm convinced if you notice the timeline in reality of when Secret Wars and everything was dropping that was everybody was competing it was DC all DCU which was a joke um, but everybody was competing for the black and Latin and Asian market because that's what was hot, so that's what I mean. The, the difference between like really developing characters and pandering. Yeah. Um, like I'm one thing to come out of that, which I find very interesting is, which is a brand new character, which I'm happy about, is Mosaic. I hope it's around for a minute because they could do anything with Mosaic. I. That's one that um, Cara Randolph yeah, and I Jeffrey Thornton. Like,
5: I, I worry about it because I read this thing on the beat. Mm-hmm. And know, um, it's this thing about like stores and you know how they feel like you know things could get really rough soon. And if- well, things are gonna get really rough
3: soon, and they probably won't continue to carry. It. That's why I, quite as a skeptic, that's why I really think Nighthawk, um, died. They just couldn't. It, I, the problem with a lot of these books, and this is why I tell people all the time, you can't keep just saying I'm gonna boycott Marvel as you see. You have to try and support these artists, because Mosaic. Black, a lot of these comics are – it's going to be very hard to find them on store shelves because, you know, the racist fanboy is going to be like, you know, put my white Captain America back up there. Put, you know, this back up there. Put that back. I'm not buying this other stuff. Yeah,
4: yeah.
3: Because you have to remember the age group of the people that are willing, that are literally buying long – you know, have long boxes, that know what a long box is, that pre-order – they're in their forties and fifties and sixties, and they're white males.
5: Yeah, and there's a lot of, so a lot of shop owners that are the same. Are the same. Exactly. People. So if
3: if you think now, the only exception to that rule is Kamala Khan because she has crossed over into mainstream to the point that there are people that are buying the comic book that have never bought comics before. Yeah,
5: yeah. She's on a cartoon. She seems like she's pretty safe. And I heard um uh, Moon Girl is doing really good. Nella? um Yeah, she's doing yeah. really good in the in the book market. So it's just like. If they sell enough stuff in the book fairs, it'll probably it'll offset the, the loss in the comic stores to the pan to the pamphlet issues. So yeah. certain things I know do well do so well that's like, Yeah, yeah, we can't we ain't cutting this off. But there's this thing where I like, if things get really bad for the retailers, Marvel will respond by what in the D C ended up doing where well. they just made everybody look like nineteen eighty again. And yeah, I just feel, just feel like Marvel our- do they'll just like, Oh yeah, Captain America, Steve Shit. Rogers, uh, Tony Stark is the Iron Man, Thor is, is blonde. And they'll find a way white. to bring,
3: they'll find a way to bring Boost Banner back.
5: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, everything, will, everything will make sense. You know, always. Yeah, I mean,
3: no, honestly, it doesn't even have to. How many times have you seen stuff come back in comics that doesn't make sense?
5: Yeah, I'm just saying that. It'll it'll make, it'll make, the it'll make the, it'll make the, it'll make the it was no process. It was just like yo, like Bruce Banner didn't really. I like I can figure it out. Like I can make like eight stories, and and they'll probably bite one of them if I said it. So it's just like, <laughs> like you it, know, like I. That, that's the only thing is like, I don't want the fan, the, especially the newer fans, to get this false security that like, oh my god, this is for us and whatever's Like yo, you haven't. Like I'm sorry to say this, but you haven't been through this before. Well, like when you're eating and you feel like you great and, like, they legit take all that shit away because a group of retailers is a bunch of, like, old fat white dudes and they go cut their orders and they need to make these orders. It's like, I'm, like, I've been, like, I've, we've been through this before. Like, I remember the crash. Like, I read about it when I was a kid. I read about it as an adult. Like, I, I'm i I'm not, I just don't want to see people's heartbreak and they're going to go crazy online and social media. It's like... But
3: I tell people, I tell people all the time, and this is going to happen, but I'm actually going to, I, I, it's really funny because this is actually the time that indie, indies that have their stuff together, or if a bunch of indie artists could like kind of come together and form like a unit, um, y'all could really take over the market because there's a lot of women and there's a lot of web comics that are already doing this, um, and There's going to be – stores are going to start dropping, quote-unquote, people of color uh, comics and diverse comics. They're going to start dropping them. It's just that simple. We know what's coming. But when they do, to fill that void, if other artists are ready and their stuff is together and they're out there and and people know where to find them, they can make a killing. But – there's so many of us that are still like, well, I want to be at Marvel, I want to be at DC, that they don't get it. And here's the thing: you could still be hired at Marvel and DC as a colorist, as an inker, and your name never be on the cover. You can still get that paycheck, but we won't know that you're there. It won't be your book, which is fine. But if you want, like, if we want to see a lot of these. Um, cartoon. I tell everybody, like, get your stuff together because when the ship really hits the fan by quarter two of next year and they start dro- these stores start dropping our stuff like flies, if your stuff is ready to go and your online store is up and running, you can make a killing. And I'll give you an example of um, <laughs> it's, this girl has both Marvel and DC actually dumbfounded. They don't know how she's doing it. But basically, the most successful comic book artist right now is named Ngozi Ukazu. Have you heard of her?
5: Well, what does she do?
3: She's 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 an African sister. Well, she was born here, actually. Her parents are um, oh, African. Oh, you talk Check, Please? Yes, for yes. Check, Please.
5: Check, Please is the check. album that first popped off. I was like, yo, this comic is about high school hockey and there's like, there's like, like, you know, like same-sex romances And I was reading all the time where I was like, oh, this is fire, and I met her briefly, like, at SPX, but, like, I'm, yo, her success story is, is SPX ridiculous, level.
3: like, she just released her, her Kickstarter for the second book, uh, within three days, had something like $150,000,
5: it was crazy, the numbers was,
3: she doesn't need, people are like, oh, you know, she should go to Marvel's DC. why, They'll never pay her what she's getting.
4: Yeah, it's silly. She don't
3: need them. She don't need them. And they're constantly trying to tap into what she's got going. The thing that if you pay attention to um, goes to Twitter and Tumblr, actually just her social media in general, she knows her market. And not only does she make good money there, she makes very good money on her Patreon.
5: I would, I would
4: and it's
3: all that. because it's all because she knows her market. She knows her fan base. So it's it's about you know hockey. And who would thought like this black girl would be writing a comic a comic about a little white boy from the down south that likes hockey? She happens to like hockey, obviously. And it's a primer about hockey, which is very cute. Um, it's drawn adorably. Yes. Yeah. Has not just same-sex romance, she has all kinds of people having, you know, relationships. Yeah, yeah like a lot of
5: bo- boys, boy. like, it's just, it's a good comic with, like, love and romance and comedy and sports, like, it's everything I want to read in the comic. Right. I don't even understand, like... And you care about the
3: characters and the, the even the the main character, like, his father doesn't want him to be, like, he doesn't want him to be on the small team, he wants him to be on a bigger team and be mm-hmm. professional. You know, he's in the closet. There's all kinds of really interesting stuff. So it's just... But if you see how... there's There's fan art. She has competitions for fan fiction. She's got, like... She knows her market and she basically talks to them and engages with them on a regular basis. And I heard when she was, I don't know if it was at SPX, I think it was at, it might have been in c 2 e 2 that there was like a line from her table going like halfway across the con, people who just like wanted to meet her, wanted to thank her, wanted to, you know. So... If we, and, and I'm just offering her up as an example because if people actually stopped for five seconds saying, oh, my God, I need to be like Marvel and develop their own fan base, like what is missing? Now, if anybody who comes up with another hockey comic with a little gay guy is going to basically, you know, a little player that is trying to get with a guy on the team is going to be compared to her. Don't do that story.
0: Come got all these insecurities a
3: woman
5: can't
3: fix and now I know but yeah I mean it, it's funny how and I and I get what you were saying though I get what you're saying about like not having trust
5: <laughs> and, and I, yeah and like like yeah, I just, I don't, I don't have the trust I do think I, I took a break at a, at, a, at a time I shouldn't have took a break but that's because of personal issues but but,
3: but everybody you know needs yeah. to do that I just I think that if you were to Basically, you yourself were to start, like, you could even do it with ants. I mean, if you were to slowly start just posting again, so even some older ant stuff, because there's a bunch of people that might not know about ants. Um, and it, cause especially since it was so political,
5: it would yeah. be kind of
3: funny. I mean, we need some more political cartoons
4: right now.
5: That is, those, are, those, are, those are true. Those are facts. The only person I know doing anything is, is Chuck that I, that I find funny. I should say. Outside of pro- political cartoons I read the papers. Some are good. No, though. but
3: also, um, K Chronicles. Have you ever seen um Yes, yes what's even, Keith Keith's last name? I he, can't remember. Right, his name. He's been doing it so yes. long, I
5: just put him up there with like like Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like he's like, been around he's forever.
3: <laughs> he's awesome. But there's people that don't know about him, but K Chronicles is awesome. He's hysterical. He's a great guy. Um he could do so, he can do so much in one frame, yeah. I mean one panel. It,
5: it, it. <laughs> It is my goal to get him on the show in in 2017. Then yeah. We'll talk he's, about it and I want to sit down and I'm make it happen.
3: But I think you could. I mean, honestly, you could bring Ants out weekly on a website with – she's like, you could make your first comic the day that Trump is inaugurated and go from there.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's, it's, yeah, it's a thing. I've been drawing. I've been drawing – Stuff I plan to, to, to do, because if I do it again, I plan to have more than just one. I used to do it literally, like, the night before. That's why mm-hmm. everything used to be so, like, current. Like, oh, man, the VMAs was last night. I would just draw one and put it up. Right. But if I do it now, I'm going to, like, build up some stuff and maybe take it a little bit slower to do a bigger bigger. Well, you piece. could do
3: that. You could do, like, a main arc with a theme and then have a one-off every week that is current.
5: Yeah. What's you could We'll see. It's, it's it's more or less it's more me than it is like me having the ability to to draw it. Yeah. Like, I have the like I can do it like I can literally draw a ant panel in fifteen minutes. It doesn't even like from like idea to completion. And people are like oh man. Even my friend Ron was like dude like I was like dude I've been drawing this since I was fourteen like I don't I've been drawing these characters since I was fourteen. Right. Like I draw like they're a part like, of you yeah. yeah like they're easy to do. But and the, well,
4: the other thing is
3: also, and i I was bringing this up to somebody else recently also, if you notice in Asia, everything is an app, like entire like when you buy a comic, you many times a digital comic, you buy an app, so the comic is the app, and you pay like either a monthly fee, whether or not that's through a service or it's through the comic itself and then so that web comic is basically – it's almost like a Patreon, but it's through the app. So, like, I was telling people, like, just get pe- get the word out there. Get people hooked on your story, and then either switch over to Patreon or switch or, or build your webcomic into an app where people have to pay to get it, like two bucks a month or something.
5: Oh, yeah, like some other type of – some type of subscription service. It's Subs- like- yeah, like a
3: subscription service, and it goes right to their phone because that's what the, – the difference between Asia and here is that there's – basically the – <laughs> The public Wi-Fi in the subway in Japan is better than in what's most of houses here that we pay for.
5: Yeah, it's the next
3: level. Everything is really, really fast. So everything goes to everybody's phones. They they get to the big thing over there is not getting to a website or not getting to TV. It's getting to an app because people will click through and buy stuff faster, especially with artists.
5: Yeah, um, it, it makes sense. It's like if you look at the trends and how people use things, and it's mm-hmm. funny how things like you'll see something pop off in Asia, then it'll be like three to four years, and it's like, oh, this is the hot new app in America. Like, yo, I legit so, like I legit know this was in like Japan or South Korea like two years ago. Right. Like <laughs> I
3: have seen I have seen them use phones and apps in dramas that they don't have here yet.
5: Yeah,
3: like the the crazy. car that drives itself was literally premiered in a Korean soap opera with these two people kissing and the car was driving itself down the street um, like a year and a half ago in Korea by, I don't know if it was Mitsubishi, no, it was Hyundai. That was the first one that was shown. And it was like, <laughs> so the tech, it's like, and that's the other thing too. Getting international, they eat our stuff up, like in Japan, I see people all the time, like even though um <laughs> he might not want to be considered black or whatever or blurred or whatever, but LaShawn Thomas is not wrong about how he went to Korea and then Japan
4: <laughs> because they're <laughs> eating
3: our stuff up like he might i don't I don't know what he's calling himself today, but <laughs> in terms of them wanting our images. Um, I think Teflon Funk did the same thing. Um, they want our images. They want our art because it's novelty to them because we don't look like them. Yeah. So you figure out a way to get your stuff over there. Like, if I could just get half of our people to stop thinking about their block <laughs> or, you know, their, the convention that's in their city or their newspaper write-up and think bigger... Oh my god!
5: Or even like they just want to get cool with like the comic geeks. It's like there's even to me this audience. This audience is here that are not tapped into in terms of types of stories that I know. I see. I see what people buy, but they talk about is it. it's like there's no there's no comic story for that that I know people would probably easily read. It, 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 it it's it's confounding like it is and
3: i mean um you know the anime moribito
5: i haven't watched it i've seen i've seen the title and i've seen like images from it i'm really weird on anime right now i'm like "Mm, i don't know
3: Um, well moribito is a story it's that it's you're not it's not like a mecca or anything like that it's really reads like an ancient story it's basically a woman who's a female bodyguard that ends up having to guard a prince because somebody's basically trying to take wipe out his entire family, like the whole dynasty. Okay. And she's in charge with basically getting him away and trying to basically save his family line. Um, And that's the premise. But then there's obviously a journey that they have to go on. And I was just thinking, like, had this been an African prince? And somebody had to save them from, like, I don't know, slavery and basically go on this journey. Like, this could be an insane story if this was flipped around. Mm, this, yeah. We don't, you know, we don't see stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, and there's even, it's really, really funny, too, because I've reviewed several um, African comics on my site, and there's a lot of really amazing artists coming out of, like, Nigeria and South Africa. But it's funny because there's kind of, some of them are also doing, like, Black Superman. I'm like, Ugh, do you have the story. You have, you know, historical, like, there's stories and fables that you were raised with that you can turn into literally comic books, and we would buy, because we don't have it over here.
5: Yeah, like, it's...
3: And you still do on Black Superman.
5: And, like, like, <laughs> it's like you could, like, there's Black Superman, and it works, but the, the idea of Superman, it's like, yo, just kind of just let Superman be Superman. Like, right. Superman is, is a weirdly... Really, jewish-american concept that that was embraced at the right time to be a completely part of americana almost of a specific era just let superman be superman i don't even want to read like your your, uh your black spider-man character because at the point like once they made static like there's not much you can really bring to that just go do something do something else I think your your eye thing with 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 a with a manga or anime I had when I read all the slam dunk that started yeah. in '95. Like yeah. Ended, like, but I'm like, this is a joint where literally all the characters I know are Japanese, but they're drawn in a way that they all look like they could be light skinned dudes mm-hmm. or Latin dudes or Filipino mm-hmm. dude or Filipino kids and they're playing basketball and they're talking about NBA players at the time Mm -hmm. and they're going to shop for Jordans and they're doing crossovers and I'm like I'm just thinking like what the not only is it one of the best comics I ever read in my life I'm like you mean that no one like this happened in Japan and no one over here was like we need to make like a Rucker comic like yeah exactly
4: (laughs) it's the most
5: (laughs) it's it's absurd
4: and so
3: Funny, when you talk to people, and, it, and that's why, and that, that's what I'm saying, like, when I have conversations with people like yourself and other people who know about all these other, like, concepts, it's 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 mind-boggling when, like, the next new big thing comes out, and it's like, yay, it's another guy that flies in a cape. Okay.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting because I'm looking at trends, like, I had, like, it was a couple of years ago when I really got down on, like, the American idea of the superhero. Mm-hmm. And, like, at that time, like, Sabin re the Power Rangers from Disney. He started doing Power Rangers.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And then I started, like, finding the Japan, the original show in which it's adapted into Power Rangers. Like, all that Toku stuff. Like, yeah. the Kamen Riders, the mm-hmm. Ultramans. And I just really started mainlining tens of hours of all the stuff from, like, <laughs> years and years and years and years and years, because essentially it's a superhero, the, the name of the block of the show in which a lot of this comes on is called Superhero Time so, okay. I know some people's like, they're not superheroes, I'm like, yo if Japan is calling the superheroes I'm calling them superheroes they're but superheroes, yes, the entire concept of the of the superhero and what they go for is completely different, And but I'm slowly noticing, because, you know, Power Rangers Nostalgia uh, mm-hmm. This you're starting to see more of it, but I think some of it is really, it's either really like a joke, or it's um. Well, there's you know, a, there's a millennial. It's a, it's a different thing, but it they, they there's a millennial thing.
3: Yeah, I think it is. I think it is nostalgia though, because there's like yeah. this millennial thing with all things nineties. Mm-hmm. But they're taking things out of order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's really weird, like you said, is going to looking at Asia. <laughs> it's very weird. Looking at Asia, looking at us doing our stuff. Um, I've also talked about, like, um, K-pop a little bit on my blog. And I am still fascinated by the fact that there is more R&B coming out of Korea right now.
4: Classic, (laughs) classic
3: jam. That is is basically like the 90s stuff. And I was trying to figure out, at first I was like, are they really stealing it? And then when I actually started doing some research, I'm like, "Oh my god, no, we're giving it to them because of all the mumble rap and I guess everything that's over here, like Will I Am, Teddy Riley, John Major, uh, Neo, everybody's going over there and working on stuff because they can't sell the music here.
5: Yeah, because it changed up. it's, it's, it's interesting with this period via deal into like music where like R and B got too much like rap." And yeah. it, it seems like you know, like if they wanted to make like R&B joints, they found a willing infrastructure and audience for it. And so now it's interesting because I think we got like a different type of R&B, where it's solid. But like, if you want to hear like new jack swing, you
4: just you go into Korean pop channel. Yeah, got, like, it is.
5: yeah, it is. It's crazy
3: because, and you're right because R&B used to be the R&B song with like the rap hook. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's only that rap hook became bigger and bigger and bigger until it's a rap song with a singing hook.
5: Yeah, like, Trey Songs is doing, like, rap songs that has a lot more melody. Like, it's...
3: And I remember when Usher actually used to sing.
5: Yeah, like, his, like he ain't come out with a hardcore, like, R&B joint since Confessions. Like, I've listened to, like, newer stuff, and it's cool. But, like...
3: But what's, what's really crazy is, like, I first heard of... Uh, Gallant watching some K-pop. I was like, "Wait,
4: why is he in Korea singing English?"
5: What? Yo, it's the fact that you'll hear English people. I'm like, yo, this is it's 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 bugged, but they they found an international audience. It's. Yeah, it feels
3: almost like the renaissance and like in, in where everybody used to go to Europe and France like mm-hmm. during the 20s and 30s to find their audience and then they would get big back here. It's just really, it's so funny to me though because I literally, um, I'm pretty sure I sent you this track, but I literally found, I well actually I fell into K-pop by accident. I was actually watching, I was watching Ninja Assassin and found out that the lead in ninja assassin Rain. who goes by goes by Rain mm-hmm. was a K pop star. And I'm like, what does that mean? Now I no longer listen to Rain because he has all kinds of issues or whatever. But at the time I was like, why is he doing all this nineties R and B? Like what? And then that's that was my gateway drug into K pop. And then what happened was I was hearing samples i was hearing like force mds and like all these people like guy and stuff being sampled in these songs and i'm going how is this happening and nobody's
5: noticing that yo, like why i'm the only person it's crazy it's crazy they also like real talk south korea has one of the biggest hip-hop audiences for like let's say landy style hip-hop and they have like yes. real talk yeah yo all the best breakers is is, is like Korean dudes like like, I'm not, like, all might out there now. Yeah, people might find it disrespectful, but, like, if you've seen Breakers, all the best cast is Koreans. Ain't nobody yeah. stopping them. Like, I don't care if you're Puerto Rican. If, yo, the old, the old gods, yes. These new cast, they all Koreans, That's what I'm they saying. All the originators, yes,
3: black and Latino, but anybody that is in their 20s that is breaking right now, you're absolutely right. Because nobody, it's not cool to do it here anymore.
5: Yeah.
3: So there's nobody spinning on their head. You know, after school for hours and hours and hours anymore here. That doesn't it's
5: happen. Freezing, it happens man.
4: there. It's crazy. It happens
5: there. Yeah, it's nuts. And it might even so be yet- Korean-American. So I like got friends. He's like he's like one of the best in the world. Like his like his little brother is one of the best in the world. And like he's Korean-American, but like he's fly, he's going all over the world. Doing B-Boy stuff. It's like the whole team is Asian. The whole squad yeah. is Asian Americans. It's like well, what even the, the, fuck the
3: we even do? the exactly <laughs> America's best dance crew, the Jabberwockies,
5: They're yeah. all Korean. They, and they, they amazing.
3: Right, and, and I mean the the um uh I I I've also said this. Remember when Kim was supposed to put an album out,
1: mm-hmm. and then
3: it got leaked and sampled everywhere, like and and shown everywhere, and he said, "Forget it, I'm not putting it out."
1: Yeah.
3: This was like, what was it? Sometime into like. I feel like it was 2007.
5: Yeah, it was 2008. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But you're like, yeah, it leaked up back in the good old blogosphere days of leaks. Right. Before it was, and yeah. then,
3: and then he got pissed off and he said, "Forget it! I'm not going to drop the album because it's leaked everywhere." He went over to Korea and recorded. You can find Rakim singing on, I mean, rapping on random people's albums over there, getting paid. Yes, it's so weird. Because I remember listening to a song, I'm like, I'm sorry, wait, that's Rakim. <laughs> like, because I know Rakim's voice anywhere. Because as far as I'm concerned, he's one of the originators. I know everybody wants to say, like, Biggie and Tupac, but as far as I'm concerned, it's Rakim. Eric, are right? Yeah, he's,
5: Rak- uh, yeah he's, he's,
3: he's... And you want to know why?
5: He's still alive. <laughs> this, 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 these, are, these are facts. It's like, I don't even like sorry. to get in this serious rap debates, because it's like, I'm beefing with the young cats and I'm beefing with the yeah. old heads, because it's like... Yeah. Yeah, I'm listening to Lil Yachty whole lot. Yeah, I'm listening to Young Thug whole lot, but, like, yeah, you wrong because this person is important over here. And, nah, y'all didn't make that up because E-40 made up half the slang we talked. from the best. Like, I'm just, like, I'm fighting the war yeah. on two sides all the time. Yeah, no,
3: I see it. No, I see it. And I don't usually get in the debate because it's just, like, forget it. Forget it. Because you, you're, you're not going to win because everyone wants to say that. that I'm not saying that Biggie and Tupac didn't do what they do. Have an impact, but they couldn't have done anything if it wasn't for Rakim and uh, and people, you know, of his era.
5: Yeah, like so, it's just like yeah, it's it's absurd. Like I've watched enough, I read enough where people literally say like, there's like this new documentary came on HBO Canada, but now it's on Netflix called Hip Hop Evolution, where like DMC is like, I heard Rakim, and then I just like, yo, are we over?
4: <laughs> like, it's, that's, like that's how important I'm Rakim is. That's <laughs>
3: And the, and the thing is, Rakim could stand there and do it with a mic. There was no sampling. There was no singing. There was no, you know what I mean? Like, he could just sit there and flow. And that's why the I sound like such an old woman right now. But I, that's why when I listen to this stuff that's out now and these guys that, like, can't even flow. And they're like, yeah, I don't do that freestyle mess. Well, it's like, I, because you can't talk.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think for them, it was funny. I was listening to an um, interview with the Lox. And, mm-hmm. um. It was it was either it was Combat Jack and 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 I think um it was either it was chic or it was Styles and he was like yo my son told me this it's like back in the day you, when y'all listen to rap it was about bars when y'all had to bop side to side that was the that was the mode like right now we're about we're about vibes so it's like if they bounce up and down it's like I get it it's about melody and feelings and vibes and it's, it's like there's there's for them, and they're young, it's pre-Kanye and it's post-Kanye. That's and, true. Yo, there's a, there's a, and,
3: and pre-Kanye was better. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it's it's all like, good. I Our, think it's for everyone. Honestly, everybody. Kanye with his... <laughs> Kanye after that accident with his mouth wired shut actually was good.
5: <laughs> like, I, my... I think is this. is like I know. I remember being back in the day, and I remember the way my parents used to talk about rap music. Mm-hmm. and I refuse to be that yeah so I see what you're saying you I refuse mean, to be that person yeah. like, like not, it's not even going to be the same and I think also back in the day stuff was so focused on New York that yeah. like when the south really got in and started really bringing in influences from the past to so like there's a difference when you grow up and your project is only three floors tall but you got like the woods or the beach and the musical yeah. influences is going to be way different yeah and a lot of people they they fought against it, and the young kids they listen to so much because of the blogging era and the, the leaks and the music and downloads. So to me, it's just like it's like man, little Yachty can't rap, and yeah, he'll tell you like I can't beat you bar for bar, but his melodies is up there with like some of the greatest. With to me, there's times he wants some melodies like some Paul McCartney type of melodies. I'm like y'all is slacking. Y'all ain't dealing with this music stuff right. The melody of the song is dope. The bars don't gotta be dope because sometimes some of the best bars there's times when you hear rap rappers like I got bars yeah. and like the songs yeah. are terrible. Like
1: that's
4: true. That's true. The hook sucks.
5: Like I go to the club and I'm like real talk, I look at what are those twenty four year old group of girls having for good fun time? What are they what are they like? That's what that's gonna be a hit. And then I like I go outside like four weeks later they'd be like, Okay, yeah, it's number Black Beatles is number one on the billboard chart. Yeah. I expected that. Like, it's not about bars. It's about feelings. It is about
3: feelings. And it's funny because I, and it's funny because I didn't get it because I saw Black Beatles video when it first came out. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. (laughs) But then I heard it kind of, actually, I wasn't in a club. I was someplace else. It was really random. But. It was like a store, and the same song came on, and same thing. Like, these girls are like, oh, this is my jam. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, now I think I see it. I can't see it when I look at them. I can see it when I hear it.
1: Yeah, and, I understand yeah. It when I hear it. Yeah.
4: It's, um,
5: it's, it's, it's like, but, that's what I want to bring. The, like, I want to – like, I haven't figured it out yet, but, like, people think so much about making comics, like – I want to be Alan Moore, Frank Miller, or Blase Blah, and mm-hmm. I'm like, Yo, I need to figure out how to make a comic that gives you the same feelings that when you hear a dope ass Pharrell produce song. Like, if right, I can bring want, the feelings of feel grinding, yeah, like yeah. it's there because comics have rhythm, comics have pacing, comics has all a lot of the same things that's in music, and a lot of people can't do it, but it's there. But I think it's possible. I don't even know if I'll achieve.
3: Well, you have to do, you have to do it like an episodic. You have to do it where like that last page isn't a, isn't four panels. It's one page with that drop the mic moment that makes you go, Oh my god! When's the next episode? I mean, when's the next yeah. issue coming? You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to do it like that episode. Like the, the because if you look at everything being quote unquote main lines now, people are making shows in blocks. Quiet is kept actually. Um um what's his name made that very popular. Uh Medea. Uh Tyler oh, yeah, Tyler yeah, Perry. Yeah, yeah he did. Because one reason why his shows keep going, coming on T V all the time, he has always had that concept. He would basically shoot entire seasons and sell the season syndicated. That's how Tyler Perry got his money so quick, yeah, and really, why he's so he's a rich. Like, I'm not yes, mad at him, right? mm-hmm. so he's. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Madea or whatever, but he's a brilliant businessman. Mm-hmm. And so that whole concept is actually now what everybody's doing. That's the Netflix, yeah. that's the Netflix and chill of this, yeah, like, you know, of this yeah. new generation where you sit down with people or by yourself, whatever, for hours and basically get sucked into this world. So. I think that's also where we're headed with comics. The One of the biggest problems is people are creating comics one at a time, not beginning with the end in mind, running out of money before they get to that end. I'm t- talking about indie. Or not having the story fully fleshed out and basically stopping, if it's a major, because they, they're not making the money in the first three or mm-hmm. four issues. Yeah, I
4: if also
3: think – If somebody created the, the first – if somebody created eight issues – and got that storyline wrapped up, and she's dropped them on time, um, and it, with with that, like I said, that cliffhanger, that mic drop moment at the end of every single one. Um, and it's funny because I read a British comic very recently called Rivers of London um, that does that. It's got it's kind of Sherlock Holmes with magic, and at the end of every one, you're like, I'm sorry, is the car sentient? Is that just did that just happen? Like just all kinds of crazy stuff happens and and same thing with saga it makes you come back because it's like what are they gonna do oh my god and 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 that's the kind of um and i think you can do it and i actually think you could probably do it with a very simple story um i think one of the things that people tend to do is make their stories too complicated they're so busy world building that they forget the simple thread of the story. I think one of the reasons why Rogue One worked is because it was one
5: story. Yeah, it's super simple. Like we it's very. Get the plans.
3: we have we have to get the plans. That's it. And everything is an offshoot of that branch. It's not am I in love, am I not in love? Is this my sister? Is it not my sister? Oh my God, you're my father. What about the Empire? What happened to the like it's not all the other mm-hmm. things.
5: And even if you look at back in the day, it was just like, yo, they gotta like the young knight has to defeat the death star and then you get to the next movie it's like oh no the bad guys are winning oh my god the bad guys my my dad oh no and he wins it's like even the old movies it's mad simple and it's i think when i when i read some comics i don't know if they thought someone thought world building in the writing but i don't know if they think about the thematics of the story Mm -hmm. Mm and i'm just like i wish i wish sometimes we would we would as a as a as creators not even just a people just yo just think a little bit think a little bit deeper or just get get, and make it simple make it plain you know what i'm saying like right like get get that
3: that moral of the story and then keep the even if i mean that's one of the things that always also happens in anime like i'm a i'm a bigger bleach fan than i am naruto Cause my thing with Naruto is Sasuke. Sasuke don't want to. Sasuke don't want any of you. Stop no, chasing Sasuke.
5: They love it. They, was, they love it.
3: Everybody's in love with Sasuke. Love I'm like, with Sasuke. I need everybody to stop. Stop chasing Sasuke. Except for Shikamaru,
5: he's the only one yeah. that's like, oh, "Really, he can go. I don't care." But like, right,
3: <laughs> which doesn't Which is hysterical to me. So the the, the thing, but the thing that is tr- tried and true with Naruto, that is my friend. I'm going to save my friend. Yep that's
4: for
5: how many years <laughs> it was it was it was a long time and yeah, my only problem with bleach is that the end made no sense but
3: yeah no it should have ended one season before it did
5: yeah i, I, I like i've read it i was reading it and i was just like yo once he be eisen
3: yes that should have, should have been, been all those other new people that was unnecessary it and it way I, longer there's, like, a documentary somewhere. I haven't read it, but there's some type of – watch it, rather. There's a documentary with the creator of Bleach who explains the demise of Bleach, how it all, like, went down the toilet
2: at the end.
5: Yeah, I want to watch uh, that, but it's, like, you could probably tell, like, they might have just, like – I think sometimes it comes down to money and, and, and the publisher's like, yo, can you really put – because they did that with – with toriyama with dragon Ball, there was a the point where yeah. like after frieza it was supposed to be over and it was like yo fam this is like the legit the biggest thing in the world and he was like all right i can come up with this cell shit and the cell shit worked and they was like yo fam you can't nah we and he came up with that bullshit, and you just tell like he didn't care no more because you know it's wild silly
4: he was like yeah he was like phoning it in it's like every time
3: bleach had a storyline where they he they were back in high school it's like really
5: yeah, I know the anime. Y'all
3: were in another thing. Now you're on the beach? What's happening
5: right Yeah, now? The, I know the anime put the filler in. And it's like, well, since I just, because I got weekly show to jump when you was reading it. this like Because I know they stopped at the anime at a certain point, but the comic kept going. And yeah. legit, the last, the ending legit makes, the last no four sense. months makes no sense. It's all fighting. And he was just like, I'm just, like, I'm just trying to finish and not be fine or something. It's just like, yeah. Like, um, like, I'm getting
3: paid by the page at this point. I'm like, getting
5: paid I'm, by the channel. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just like, it's weird, because you know with, with at least with Naruto, he was ending it, but he was teasing these little one shots. It's like, yo, I might do yeah. a crime comic next. I might do yeah. this little family joint next. But then he just basically just like, he ended Naruto, but he's like, yo, my main assistant, he gonna make the Naruto story, and I'm just gonna go chill and make something else. And I think, but it's like, there was a point in which Bleach was Bleach did so many things that was so great. Yeah, like the way the characters look, the design of the pages, the layouts. His his. When
3: they were fighting the when they were fighting the car
5: and when they oh. were fighting the
3: car war thing, that was like okay. And then when Eisen turned like
5: that whole build was awesome you know when he takes the glasses over he gets he becomes like pretty boy eisen uh, yeah back, he'd be like yeah, yeah, that was very
4: funny was like, like your bad guys now is now a different <laughs> <game> star yeah <laughs> i
5: was like i was reading i was like oh my oh oh okay <laughs> oh, okay you're just going oh oh you a g now like bad like oh I like I rocks with this I like I'm bleach I'm it's me and bleach right now it's just like and it's 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 things that I think I think if a lot of people were like really seriously read like those first like 15 volumes of bleach mm-hmm. they would change up how they because the way he used sound effects and the layout of the pages and his mm-hmm. cliffhangers was so banging.
3: That's the thing. If you have a really good cliffhanger. I mean, and not a contrived one, like a good one. Um, that's what brings people back. Like I gotta know what happens next. I have to know. And that's even like, even, like I said, that's how Netflix is doing it with their um, Marvel stuff. Whoever's writing those is very good at writing cliffhangers. The only problem I have with Netflix is sort of the same thing I have with Bleach, is that always whenever they have a run, their second to the last episode is really the best. Is really the the, the season finale. The last episode is just basically trying to get you, okay, this is what we're going to do next season.
5: It's exposition. It, yeah. yeah,
3: it's exposition. It's just like, really? Because like, the, oh, you haven't seen Daredevil. Okay, I don't want to give I it I away. See
5: it. You can spoil anything because yeah. I'm not watching. I'm
3: not watching. <laughs> well, the 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 they did some stuff with Frank Castle at the end. Like, it's the Punisher. At yeah, the yeah. end, Daredevil season two that I'm like, Frank would never do that. Frank is not that nice. <laughs>
4: Yeah, he doesn't has
3: yeah. your feelings. I don't understand why we're having this scene right now. He doesn't care. He really doesn't care. <laughs> so yeah, there's certain it's it's I wanna see you come out with a comic though, man. I want you to <laughs> I want you to to have a renewed face in humanity. Cause honestly, some ants laughing at Trump right now would be hysterical.
5: Yeah, I got I got some I have some Trump strips. I have some I have some Trump strips and some uh hooded Kermit strips. Like hooded Kermit is oh, the is a gift is a gift that keeps on giving. Yes, like, like who I never thought that like a random commercial for Lipton tea would give us one of the greatest memes of all time, and then like, I know. a random scene in which a bad frog like hijacks Kermit the Frog would become such a great a great meme for pure savagery. <laughs> like <laughs> Buffy's most water isn't that good but <laughs> it gave us a little so it's all it's, it's it's it paid for itself like I never thought <laughs> <sighs> yeah it's um it's great but it I'll return I got a bunch of people like you still trying to poke me and pride me get me out of my funk so we'll see I know um I'm glad you was able to come on the show today. No, I was too. <laughs> this is fun, and, and it's
3: always like old school
5: stuff and new school stuff. And
0: I
3: really like your show. I told you, I the first time I listened to it, you had Sean Pryor and everybody on there, and I've listened to a lot of other ones. And it's a, it's like a nice way to spend a uh, a week, a weekend uh, morning. It's really cool.
5: Well, hopefully, I'll probably try to have you on again because it was a good conversation. And Absolutely. I look forward to seeing you sometime, hopefully in 2017, at the very few oh, conventions yes. I'll do.
3: No, stop it! <laughs> well, you there's a um, you got to do a few conventions, and you absolutely I need mean, you know what I need to do? I need to come down to DC so we can go to Honey
5: Pig. <laughs> yo, Honey Pig is next level. <laughs> People don't know about Honey Pig, but yo, career
3: bombarded And I've been there. Yo. I've been there with friends, and it's so funny because we're all in there like. Yeah, with that little Korean barbecue, singing K-pop songs, and people, and the Koreans are con- very
4: confused. They
5: don't care. <laughs> it's like, yo, like, what do you want? Like, that's basically they sit there, like, what? What do you want? Like, you want the you want the pork belly or no? Nah? Like, that's their whole face. The whole yeah. uh, I love it. That's my that spot is so dope. But yeah, I think I might come to that um that festival in, in Harlem that's in January. That's the Schomburg. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I might make an appearance there, but. Most part, I won't be doing local shows, so like Awesome Con, and maybe Baltimore. But
4: well,
3: you should do Baltimore, and then you know that um, um, Amazing Con. Well, actually, that's not the. I don't even think that's the name anymore. But there's a new convention that is um, being put together by Jamie Broadnax the Black Girl Nerds and Big Baba Rob and the whole Black Geeks crew that's going to be in April in Baltimore, and it's. Okay. I it
5: should think be about there because I think I want to just take a, a draw back and draw stuff because I think a lot mm-hmm. of people cut themselves off at the, at the throat because they go to these conventions and they promote too much instead of just sitting in the house.
3: Well, I honestly what? think you should try and just go to support, maybe not table.
5: Yeah, yeah. I'll take Because yeah. it's going to
3: be their first year and it's going to be like literally a blurred run event, which is just, I think, going to be so much fun. All
5: right. All right. I'll try to so I I'll put that on the... I will list.
3: get you the I will get you the information and you can you can put that on your little and
5: they have a Kickstarter yeah.
3: night too, so I will I will send you all that and you can tell the people. But thank you so much for uh inviting me on, man. This has been fun. Yeah,
5: this is great and I hope everybody go checks out your website. Well, and yep, your I'm basically page the blur on YouTube.
3: Yep, I'm thank you. I'm on the Blur Girl, I'm everywhere. I'm basically the blur the blur B L E R G G U R L. And on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Tumblr, and yes, now on YouTube. I'm actually going to be dropping another video this week, so you can check that out, too.